Hello, Mech Warriors, and welcome to the Mech Bay, where we fix your mech and fix your game. What's going on, Mech Warriors? It's 2023 officially, and now that we've got all three cockpits filled, we can do our end of the year for 2022's year in review. What's going on, Denim and Dustin? Welcome back from the Dropship Detention Center. Listen, I don't know how I was supposed to know that there was an import ban on Rastaban salted butter, but I managed to post bail, so I'm here tonight. Howdy, howdy. And uh, I won't uh, mention how Dustin got uh, caught doing that, because it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Welcome back. Before we get into our look back on the year, let's talk about some things that are new for the year, and that is the Battletech's news, our hobby progress, our games played, and some event calendar slash fan mail, because we actually have a lot in the last week that we've haven't recorded been productive we're a little late on this yeah recording (laughs) the year is starting off strong it's 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 gonna be a good year let's talk about it (laughs) catalyst has already announced a restock of existing product which i would hope is more like not a like a celebration thing but like hey you're restocking things i like when i can get product impulsively but they also have some new products that they have announced slash teased because I know Denim just I, wants to like he normally does it, so I just like no. I'm sorry. I I looked over here and you said Aerobase one and two maps. I missed that. Wow, Same. it is. That's why I, I, I hate you guys so much. No, everything else on this sheet I know about. I missed the Aerobase okay. maps and I read the articles. Yeah, it's not it's not a read thing. It's a it's a picture thing. All right, oh, God, all right. Pictures. All right. So so Real apparently quick. both of y'all missed this, but I did miss it at the bottom of the. Battletech news article, a look back and ahead at Battletech success, where they talk about 160,000 copies of a game of armored combat and beginner box have been sold. You've got 600,000 force packs, 500,000 in the last two years, where they throw out all these numbers. They drop a little eensy beensy teaser about some new products that they have coming out. So they, they put Dominions Divided right at the front, and they got some. Yep. The Mercenaries Force Packs, which they finally will say January this month. So hopefully we will see those. But teased between all the shiny dice cases for some new oh, Ill Clan era factions. I got, see. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people miss that. You have two new map packs. I don't want to say map apps, uh Neoprene mats. Yeah, yep, battle, battle mats. mats. Battle mats. I'm sorry, I don't I'm not legally required to use the name brand. <laughs> but they are Aerobase One and Grasslands and Aerobase Two and Grasslands. Okay. I'm noticing that this is hexless, which is interesting because two map sheets is not a lot of space to play, I'm assuming Alpha Strike or yeah, see, see where it says Alpha Strike Hexless Battle Mat. So that's interesting. If you put both of them together, I think it's okay. But okay. Um, these are 22 by 36 inches hexless battle mats. So it's almost four by three. Yeah. It's four by four. Small. Still I, small. Obviously four by four, I think, is minimum for, for Alpha Strike. In my opinion. I would agree. I would agree. Four by four is minimum. But, but that's interesting. Um, 
it's yeah. also interesting that they went hexless, but there's still the classic, um, obviously hex inspired. Bro, those are just regular right. mats that they took the hexes off of. That's can what we, it is. Can, yeah. Can we have hexes at home? No, we have hexes no. at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not super excited about this one. Um, is that why y'all like glanced at it? Like you saw hexless and just immediately like. Yeah, my delete. brain probably filtered that out so that it didn't get angry. Because <laughs> I saw Aerobase and was like, ooh boy, I oh love boy. some base mats. Um, they don't even preview the like arrow side. They just show the grassland side, which I think is hilarious. They're like, nobody can know. <laughs> I was like, fine, whatever. Yeah, if you don't go four by six, then you, you pretty much don't even get to use your long range bracket in, in uh, Alpha Strike. So maps that size, they're just, I don't, I don't know the market that they're that they're selling these to. Yeah. I want to say classic players. Like But if like, I'm going to play miniatures style. No, hear me out. This is Okay. This is they they say Alpha Strike hexless battle mat. What I interpret from that using like seeing a literal hex classic mat with just the lines taken off is mm-hmm. uh hexless classic. I guess I was expecting more, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but it says like, Alpha Strike on it. Like, the thing. Say, <laughs> they can market it however they want. That's their problem. Yeah, I'm just that is a small mat, a small game, 36 inches and 22. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I know mechs that move more than 22 inches. I've used them. Yeah. Now in the Alpha Strike box set, there is a mech that goes 45 if you sprint, 30 if you don't. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's too small. Way too small. Smaller so, than a phone booth. So do you think these are just like a bad product or like... Right, because they've done this before. They did their Alpha Strike map before and overwhelming response that I knew about was that's great, but they're too small. This is not for an Alpha Strike game. So them making more of those really confuses me unless they were already <laughs> in the works and it was too late to stop them. Like they could already been set to the uh, printer. Maybe we're in the minority. So that's why they haven't advertised them except for this little picture. Cause I haven't read anything about them. Mm-hmm. So it could uh-huh. just be like, well, they're coming because we already sent them to the printer and we can't do anything about that for eight months or however long the turnaround time is. So surprise. Would would you hate me or some other player if they bought one of these and just drew the hexes on? <laughs> You're a monster. Josh, you know I'm probably going to buy both of them and see how it works if you stick them both together to make, you know, a 44 by by whatever. By 36. I, I'm, I'm probably going to to have them. But even a 44 by 36 is like yeah, it's still a small. bare minimum. It's, it's the still literal small. bare minimum of a game mat. It, it's like what I would do for a... Uh, for a demo game, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd have my little tube uh, with those maps in there, and I'd lay them out for my for my demo games. That's probably what I'll use them for. Uh, so, but what I mean is, they are intending these to be paired together because they literally say arrow base number one and arrow and base number two. number two. I'm I'm hoping that they are, are intended to be paired together and and that they match nicely and it's a cool map. But I would have preferred it if they had just released the BFM with no hex marks. Okay. Maybe the BFM was a price point that they weren't willing to put these at. Maybe. Maybe. 
I don't know. I'm not a marketing slash manufacturing person. I can only give commentary as a classic player that only buys the mats he really likes. Right. And I'm not in those marketing meetings yet. So, <laughs> so I don't know what they're thinking. Okay. But what do we think about the interstellar operations, alternate eras and interstellar operations, battle force interstellar operations. Like I have those. So these are just the, the new versions of them. Yeah. This is where they split yeah. the book up, right? No, no, I, I have them with this with the books split up. Um, they just have different covers, so I think okay, I've got the, uh, the classic covers. So these are the the new covers. Okay. So yay, you know, books with errata with new covers. As long as the spine art is the same, I'm I mean, happy. there's an Aries on that one. That's cool. Yeah. Aries yeah. and an Ost, and yeah. looks like hovercraft and some dudes about to get small laser. <laughs> I mean, the cover art looks really, really nice. If you're not into um, into the the classic print covers, then then these are these are probably more what you're looking for. I'm okay. Th- those are like things we expected. The only new things, which they kind of teased, were that and new and free stock items coming soon. So I'm guessing end of quarter one for those. Yep. Or they'll just drop it without really much fanfare. Uh, they did announce, though, we will get The Mercenary Tales in January, which apparently will be a monthly installment of mercenary action all throughout the next year. Oh, so, wow. for, so for 2023, I'm guessing this will be like a mini shrapnel, like a specific okay. like focus on a mercenary. I'm, I'm going to extrapolate from just that yeah. one sentence. This feels like a mini shrapnel, probably dedicated for like one mercenary group at a time, maybe some general like like an 80% focus on like Wolves or Goons and then what did they do in a, interactions. Hmm. Right. Cause they, they did release a bunch of uh, novellas for the last Kickstarter and they spaced those out. Yeah. So it's, it might be something like that as well. Yeah. There was the Kellhounds thing that they did. No, for the it last was, Kickstarter. yeah. I mean, they had the Kellhounds thing, but, but I'm it talking was in Shrapnel, about, though. yeah, uh, I'm talking about, um, the the group of novellas that they released and then they they tied them all together okay. um and made a and made a book out of them we read it for the for the book club um that's, that's right one time yeah that's right. we'll wait to Jaguars see forever <laughs> so i've i've already looked through the dominion's divided book dustin you've looked through it a little bit we saw some fun Tiny stuff bit. we won't we won't put too many spoilers we got some big read my lips big action in it <laughs> Big uh-huh. for those that like the Davians. <laughs> and technically, if you like Karita, there's some big stuff for them, but not yeah, as big okay. for. Yeah. I like Karita. Is that, is that in a, uh, uh, was that in Akuma on the front? That's an Atlas, sir. Oh, I'm, is it? I'm, I think it's an Atlas. I thought I had the little Akuma ear thing sticking up. That's on the an side. Atlas. That is right. two buildings in the background giving the illusion of ears. Yep. Okay. There is. Yeah, we got a Warhammer. Sorry, not a Warhammer. A Marauder. Oh my God! Both of y'all are garbage. We're moving on. <laughs> okay. Both of y'all have misidentified two mechs on well, the what's cover. What's the dead guy? It's a Marauder Two. It is a Marauder Two. Yeah. I don't know what the dead one is. We don't have to worry about that. The picture is very tiny. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking at the the tiny picture. I'm looking at the tiny picture. Thank you. It has removed my distraction. Uh, All right. What else do we got? What else do we got? 
they announced the other four mercenary packs. The second half will be coming out hopefully by March, and that'll accompany the Urban Mech Lance pack as well. I'm, a, I'm excited about the Urban Mech Lance pack. <sighs> more more so than the than the uh, company that they released, because <laughs> these are all different. You know, they've got different variants. Oh, they do? Yeah, they're oh, that's not right, identical. They do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this might be a spicy take, but I'm kind of not excited for any of these jumping variant slash new variant Lance packs coming out. Oh my God. This is the you Dustin, know, you can Dustin gets our, uh, was it quota of hate mail for the year in the first week, <laughs> you know, that the jump parts are removable, so they don't have to be jumping. That's okay. I already have those sculpts. Okay. If I need more, <laughs> I guess I'll buy them. But in the meantime, this might be part of my 2023 hobby goal bleeding through, but we'll talk about that when we get to that segment. I'm excited about all the jumping mechs. So there. Give me that. I'll buy them and give you all the jumpy mechs. I'll take it. I'm going <laughs> to use them for displays and not for gaming. I'll put it that way as well. Okay. Uh, let's move on. We got a new rec guide. We've got huh. just a few more. So we got rec guide 29 dropping. Bam, 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 bam. Right. I think we've only got three more, right? Yeah. It's not too much longer. Can we, can we handle? Because I'm a little disappointed in that some things haven't been stated yet. <laughs> still a couple to come out. There's still a couple, but not many. I'm, I'm just, just digging excited to have my pilot uh, printed in, in a physical book when they finally release the physical versions of these. <laughs> so excited. All right. So we've got the Browning Mobile HQ, one of the other objective pack mm-hmm. units that they are putting in. Right. Just a little guy. The, uh, comes with the long tom. Yeah. Yeah. 25 tons. So a 7-Eleven has all the communications and jamming gear you could ever want. Looks good. The sculpt looks good. What can I say? I love these vehicles. Yep. Wheeled and tracked. Huh. Oh, boy. So you, if, you're, if you're playing on ground or you're playing on pavement, we've got a variant for you. That's right. You want to uh, go th- through some light trees? Use this one. <laughs> Uh, we got the little Hetzer. How's the Hetzer doing nowadays? It's it's got a sexy sculpt. I like I the just sculpt. read a story with the Hetzer in it with the with the Hetzer crew. So taking a look at this new one, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that that's kind of how I pictured it. It's a it's a little death trap, you know. If you walk in front of it, you're dead. But if you come at any sort of an angle, the poor thing, it's dead. Yeah, very. Anything else on that or? Nah, it's a no. Hetzer. What okay. else? It's a Hetzer. It's a Hetzer. Cool sculpt. It's a Hetzer. It's a gun on wheels with no turret. Yeah. That's it's, okay. it's got a UAC now. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you can jam with your... That's right. <laughs> can be totally useless. And then die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We've got the... How are we pronouncing this? Urus? Urus. 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 I'll pronounce it. Urus. 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 How does how does the EU? I don't know. Pronunciation. Oh boy! You need our pronunciation guide. Whom's we can't pronounce his name correctly, but Shalkata. All right, it's Urus. <laughs> Urus. It's Urus. Cool. Hey, Team Urus. Yeah, it's a sixty-ton clan Omni tank. The inner sphere is a big place, Josh. You can you can pronounce it your way if you want to. <laughs> Davian, Davian. You know, I say Davian. Davian. Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> That accent really just jams in on that O. 
Um, yeah, what do we think about this Eurus? I mean, it's a, it's a main battle tank. I've always been a fan, so I, I I'm happy that uh, that we're getting them in plastic, and I'm happy that the turrets on vehicles like this will spin right out of the box. <laughs> so working, working turrets. turrets. Yep. I'm gonna glue it down just for you. Do yeah, you can. I lose no turrets. <laughs> I will glue mine down. All I right. Uh, it looks like there's like a, almost a variant for every flavor. Yep. Yeah. Any any particular one stand out to you guys? I mean, it's just a good, well-rounded MBT. Got big guns, auxiliary gun. It's great. You, you can't say no to tank with big gun. You're like, mm, love Actually it has every time. Two big gun, large pulse laser and Gauss rifle. That's that's nice. That's one dirty. of those is much larger than the other one. That's. Yeah, but one hits all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet if you plot it out on a graph, the large pulse laser is going to do, especially clan large pulse laser, going to do more work than the Gauss rifle. And you don't run out of ammo. That's right. It's free free energy estate. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then we've got probably the most controversial part of this rack guide, which is new Dr- Wolves Dragoons Battle Armor, the aptly named Dragoon Battle Armor. And it comes uh, in four and five unit groups. Okay. Cool. Let's see. We got a one, three. We got like an elemental profile here, kind of. Flamer, light mortar. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Micro pulse laser and light mortar on the other one. Okay. So it's like a indirect, kind of indirect light mortar. I'm going to go with a support battle armor. Yeah. I don't yeah, know how he's I not feel a, about that. He's not a. It's interesting because battle armors, especially with the dragoons, you'd expect it to be mounted, but they're not really like into the heat of battle mounted kind of stuff. But I guess if you need to be transported to the place that you're going to be supporting quickly with your indirect fire, I don't know. Interesting play options slash ideas, I guess, on the tabletop there. Yeah, the poor mortar, it only has a range of three, but it still has a minimum range. Oh, Jesus. It is a 90-meter mortar. mortar. Yeah, it goes one, two, three with a one minimum. Mm. That's that's rough. That is like the worst mortar I've ever... Hold on. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real with you. I'm I'm going to bring some (laughs) real-world mortar. (laughs) Uh, What is the... Mortars can engage charge at less than 70 meters to 9,000 meters. Mm. <laughs> Bro, we chose the the yes, absolute... But... Somebody read, somebody read mortars can engage targets 70 meters and did not read the at less than. This is mortar light, though, so... Oh. <laughs> so there. Oh, do you... Do you... Let me pull up. <laughs> Let me pull up. He's got a Nerf launcher on his shoulder. Yeah. 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 60 millimeter M224... Minimum range seventy, maximum range thirty five hundred. <laughs> Don't you bring physics into my game? Yes. Like, Even when you go, but this is BattleTech. Three hexes is not uh, anything. Yeah, like that's... that's not even a support weapon at that point. Yeah, well, it's listed as uh, what direct fire ballistic slash anti infantry. So mm. I don't, I don't know what it's supposed to be there for. To kill infantry. Yeah, assaulting uh, hardened positions or something. I don't know. Okay, so it has a flamer and a light mortar, so you mortar the infantry as you're closing to flamer them to death, I guess. It's the same range. 
Though oh you don't close, you don't have to close the flavor. <laughs> flavor also gets three. It's the same range. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I see why you said this is controversial. Controversial, controversial, controversial. I'm gonna take whichever one you do. I'll do both. I'll yeah. Alternate. Um. Yeah. No. Ugh. Tw- I, I you think got the twenty rounds would win if you put them against oh each other. Oh my god! <laughs> the periphery battle armor coming out on top. <laughs> Tin Man. Oh my god, it's the Tin Star with a steel chair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I need to stick on this one for just a little bit. The battle value, though, is 32 per guy. (laughs) So, let's just all admit, like, this is, this is not being used in, like, battle mech level combat. This is, Mm. this feels almost more specialized for, like, those really micro BV games. Micro pulse. I mean, with like, the flamer, they'd be good at uh, going up against vehicles. Um, the micro pulse, uh, good against clearing out infantry. They are definitely are not meant for for battle mech fighting combat. battle mechs. Yeah, yeah. it's anti infantry suit. Yeah, I feel not like everybody any- can be a failing Steve. <laughs> I feel like almost any other battle armor is a better anti infantry <laughs> unit than this. <laughs> like. At that point, just drop the flamer and just go medium mortar. What's a medium mortar's range? If you, it's got to be at least six. Did I'm calculating? Calculating. Oh, I'm gonna, four. I don't. Know. <laughs> and a light mortar. So the heavy mortar is two, four, six. All right. Okay. So <laughs> does it weigh? No. First, first we got to go to the light mortar, and I'm gonna tell you how much damage it does. Three plus one d six versus infantry. Yeah, this is some dark age uh, shovel combat going on here. Well, it literally says, while an excellent choice among and when combating unarmored imagery, they're mm-hmm. less favored by battle armor, especially given their poor anti-mecha capabilities. Yeah. This makes them relatively rare among IS forces while the clans have no interest. <laughs> so who no is this interest. marketed for? I don't even know, because honest, this might be the death kneel of the Dragoons. Like, if you're putting three plus a D6 imagery, a machine gun does better. Like, look. and it's cheaper and it has way more ammo. Like, an AP Gauss rifle, 2D6 at range of nine, nine. I think. Nine. Yeah. 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 AP Gauss rifle are great. Mm-hmm. Does it fire um, like indirect? machine gun? Uh, like, are there any cute bonuses that? No, because you said it was uh, direct ballistic. Yeah, it says DB slash AI. Oh yeah. my god, it's not even indirect. Incredible. It says on a high arcing trajectory over long distances, but uh, but it's direct uh, ballistic, <laughs> and it's not long distance. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> I feel I feel like I must must be missing something, but we're we got to move on because this could just be yeah. Maybe let us know. Yeah, if you know email. more than we do. You know about something this. about the light mortar that we don't know. This this just dropped, so we're digesting. Like you're watching us eat right now. This is to inform everyone that we learned that this is supposed to be the canonization of the battle armor suit that you wear in mech assault and run around shooting things and 
essentially taking over mechs. And because none of us played that at least enough to remember what the suit looked like, that's what this is supposed to be. So it's an homage to that slash a canonization of what that suit you wore was. Mm. All right. So, and then they got some cool stuff. We got the chemical on toast. Mm-hmm. Got the Firefly. Firefly model looks good. Does does I'm I'm into this new assassin, the assassin with the improved one shot SRM two. Mm-hmm. Now at a half a ton, I just yeah. want everybody to know that when I read the word assassin, it's assassin in my head. I'm cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> Got the dervish. I like dervish. The dervish. Now we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but I hate the dervish. You love the dervish, right? I do. I like it a lot. Uh-huh. It's a good solid 55 ton mech that can do long dis uh, you know long range firepower as well as short range and since uh-huh. it has clan missile launchers there's no minimum range okay well that's i would like that dervish that's a good dervish i feel like they're selling us the mechs we don't like currently like if you played in like intro tech to clan invasion you're uh-huh. like yeah this mech no ew ew you brought a dervish ew get that away from me they're like but ill clan and then they like code it with you know <laughs> clan lrms they're like all right well now do you like the dervish that's like my trebuchet nine in or whatever with the clan lerms and the vsps yeah. uh what else we got a charger well that that dervish has aes on both arms too Ooh, nice nice um, now, oh. you had a fun stat for this charger. Yeah, the, the charger. I saw the charger and the fact that it runs 13. So with a little what? math, it does, it does 96 damage on a charge if it on can hit you in a charge. straight line. Yeah, 96 wow. points of damage. That is a lot of damage. What is Is that a mask and a supercharger? Yes, Fine? it is. Okay. Yeah, so it goes 5, 8, 13. Ay, ay, ay. Wait, 5, 8, 13? So jumps 13? No, no, no. Five eight and oh, and thirteen with, with the mask and the super with the mask okay. and supercharger. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you so assuming that its legs don't burn off when it tries to charge you, does ninety six points of damage. Where and we're it's going, we don't need lot of armor. <laughs> yeah, where and we're going, we don't need legs. That's nice. right. And it has a targeting computer for that charge, <laughs> or for the improved heavy medium lasers that it has. Yeah, not bad. I feel like you need to need, need to add that <laughs> footnote. Man, asterisk targeting computers do not work for charges. They do not help you run into the target. Why not? I don't know. Ah, uh, we got everybody's favorite gun bag, the Sagittaire, also in here. That mini or the. It looks so like much it. like the original sculpt, though. Like it, I don't, I don't like the original. Really I don't like the new one. I'll just yeah, say if it you, here. Yeah, I, if you do not like the original, you will not like this one. It looks almost the same. Isn't that like kind of the point of most of these? They're upgrades that don't change the, like the weapon port configurations. No, aesthetically, like the some of the the upgraded the Scroggin sculpts look a lot mm-hmm. different, and this one is different but pretty pretty similar i mean i guess you could say that my bias is showing i didn't like this originally i don't like it now it's just i'm not a sagittarius guy that's okay so uh anything else or we want to wrap this wreck guy up if kurt was here he'd talk about how much he loves the sagittarius i'm pretty sure he likes it i'm pretty sure he likes all these mechs (laughs) yeah it has vsp lasers and a targeting computer that's 
Why like, not throw gonna, AES on it? It's going to be spicy. <laughs> Can you do that? VSP targeting computer AES? Yes. <laughs> Is that minus three, four, five, minus five in the short range bracket? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and it jumps. So, you know, there you go. Why not? Bro, that's free energy estate. <laughs> <laughs> Only 2,600 BV. A deal. Look. When you jump behind someone, it's like, nothing personal, kid. <laughs> How are you hitting me easier than when standing still? <laughs> That's minus two to hit. I don't need to roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no. Um, so we got a couple more rec guides. I can only imagine where we're going from here. I don't know where yeah. they're going from here. But Certainly that's a, more vehicles. Yeah. So. I feel like that's a ways out. All right. So that's enough wreck guy. That's enough news. That's enough talking about the things that just came out and are Fine. coming out. Let's go to some hobby progress. I will start. I've gotten nothing done because I'm a <laughs> terrible Mech Bay owner. Rock and stone. <laughs> um, so in the last week, you've gotten nothing done. In the last week, had- I've gotten <laughs> nothing done. Yeah. My wife went to go visit some family for the week and help them out and we'll be back so it's just me um but yeah so i've gotten no hobby progress done just some planning i did write the greyhounds tro it's pretty good oh yeah i saw that that was pretty cool i enjoyed it yeah it this was you know not painting not modeling this was what is it fan fictiony progress there you go but it, it, it was kind of fun to like Oh, right. I have to research companies and manufacturing plants and what they produce. And then, like, mm-hmm. oh, in the 26, 2760s, this company on Terror produced this model, Ferrovirus. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just change the numbering of that. And this Indo Steel plant on Terra and Mars. And I was like, okay, so this actually can, like, you can get really close down, not just like writing brand new companies into existence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, and you even had pictures. It looked nice. I had a picture. What I would love to do is make it into like an actual TRO sheet and like print Format it out. Format style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do that. So I, I saw that you put it on the Discord. You should also put it in the show notes. I'll put it on the show notes for people who are listening to click the description and look at my bad fan fiction writing. It wasn't that bad, but okay. No, because I modeled it literally after a TRO. Like I looked at like five TROs and like, all right. They used to do it like this, and now they do it like this. Well, I'll pick something in the middle. But the problem is I don't have any notable pilots because nobody's sending me in battle reports of them using their Greyhounds yet. Oh. And I'm like, I can't just make up people that I think used it because that's lame. I want to see what people are doing and how they're modifying it so I can write and you know, keep track of all my fan fiction-y persons. I super love that. So this is a work in progress until people start sending in their their uh, uh, games played with them. Yeah. And then I'll let, let us know the stories that happened. But yeah, so that's really all I've gotten done. Denim, you got any yeah. hobby progress? Yeah. I, I took the, the alpha strike box set and I decided to do Merrick versus uh, Jade Falcon. So those are the, I'm looking up uh, unit colors that I want to, that I want to paint them, but I have decided on my factions. So nice. That is that. Is, and I primed them. So hobby progress. There you go. They're primed. That's progress. Primed is progress. Primed is better than a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Dustin? Anything at all? Yes, I painted a... Sorry, it's 40K, guys. I painted a (laughs) devilfish and a hammerhead. This, this, by the way, Dustin, is why I turned you in 
for the uh, for the butter. Yeah, for the butter thing incident. Uh, yep, right here. I you were know. detained get... for painting non-battle tech. <laughs> Revengeance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm starting in starting on this year, but. No, it's just a part of my hobby goals this year is to paint all my unpainted miniatures. I counted them. There's roughly 130. Rookie numbers. I sold my beta galaxy. It's gone. Whoa. Whoa. On eBay or locally? eBay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I am stunned that people pay money. Not, not, it's not great or anything, but it's almost like miniature value at least. That I get when I sell these old. I mean, they're just. I'm. I'm never going to play with them again. Did you like attach your best painted Southern Assault <laughs> no. award with it? Like no, just just potato quality cell phone photos of every every one of them, and then I throw them up on eBay. Um, and you didn't was, market it as award winning paint. Uh, I did not minis. say professionally painted. I just and I also start all my auctions at zero dollars. They're real auctions. Um, but anyways, so wow. But yeah, no okay. longer a Clan Wolf player. <laughs> <laughs> Clan Wolf, so 2022. So 2022. I'm 2023 now. All right. But so um I will say I did make my last purchase of 2022 because you know, nice. buying is hobby progress. Hobby progress. It's the it best is. kind of hobby progress where someone takes my money. <laughs> um I bought things I told myself I would never buy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the best so what'd you get oh man i bought some proto mechs ew ew is right i bought some did you get the ones with the butts did you they all have butts they all have (laughs) butts yeah i did uh i did dig my proto mechs out of the garage so i do have some um some rocks that uh I want to see yeah. volumetric highlighting on those butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. This feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. <laughs> Maybe I'll all make right. it all flesh tone just, just oh, for you. God. <laughs> <laughs> These are my, my flesh tone proto <laughs> What a cursed little star. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll get into it in games played, but Josh and I did mess around with proto a little bit on the mega and, uh, yeah, I may, I may put, I may paint mine up and put them out on the table yeah, just to just go. to mess with people. Well, that's a good segue. We're d- we're done with hobby progress, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so me and Denim actually got a game in because we wanted to get an episode recorded in, but as always, scheduling conflicts happened, and someone has children. Yeah, yeah, way too many. <laughs> so it's two. The answer is two, but it's two, way too two many. Is too many. So we played a 10,000 BV Ill Clan era game. And what did you take, Denim? Well, it's funny because we we uh, we built our lists independently and uh, they neither of them made it to 10K, but they were one point apart. So I had a uh, 9950 and you had 9951. Yeah, one point. Uh, I had a pouncer with a bunch of flamer elementals. I had a hammerhead because I've never actually um, run one. I fought against one before, never ran one, so I decided to run that. And then I had um, the Timberwolf, but I threw Josh a curveball by not picking the A. I picked oh. the TC variant. Ooh. You know, because the one goes 585 with a bunch of pulse lasers it actually did throw me off i was like if, if i know if i'm expecting one thing from denim 
It's a Timby. It's, it's a Timby. Also, you saw the Timby, so. But this was also us trying out the new Mega Mech. Was it forty nine point eleven? Eleven. Yep. So we found that there were a few differences in eleven versus the last couple things. So, if anyone's wanted to play that, it gives a few different things. If you like right click, you can't see the. It doesn't like list where you would expect things. Right. Uh, visually, everything's a bit different. And if you do, we have both the um, the 48 uh, standard edition and the 4911 on the Discord server right now. All right. So that's what I brought. What did you bring, Josh? I brought a Warcrow Prime, a Carrion Crow Prime. Clint 2C. Oh, yes. I did bring weird things. <laughs> I brought a Clint 2C, a Stinger 2C. And a baboon. Oh, my yes. God. So those were your mechs for sure. So I had five mechs, and I had a lot of BV left over. So then I threw in five proto mechs. <laughs> yes, because proto mechs come in groups of five, but they don't have to be the same proto mech. Oh. Yeah. So you have to take five, but they can be different. They, yeah. Yeah, and they were. <laughs> <laughs> Now I got to go and get exactly which ones. There was a lot of forces on Josh's side that I was looking at with my with my three mechs and, and uh, elementals, which I forgot. <laughs> I forgot my pouncer. I had the elementals. I went to go fire like my, my uh, medium laser and, and it wouldn't fire. I'm like, why isn't this firing? And I had to scroll down. And in the little box, it said, you know, obstructed by infantry or something <laughs> like that. So I'm like, oh, yeah, oh. I got to drop these guys off. So I took two hippogriffs, a minotaur, a gorgon, and a rock. Yep. And a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, just to try them out. And I'm trying to think, like, how would I describe our game? You, well, <laughs> you completely deleting one mech per shot. <laughs> well, the the poor baboon. So he's got what three LRM5s yeah. and they're in his right torso and my first shot took out the right torso so the baboon had no weapons for the entire game later so. turn you hit my Clint 2C and you essentially engine crit him and oh, gyro yeah. and I was like well he's out too thanks <laughs> yep. I shot once Dub- double engine crit and and he didn't have the heat sinks to uh, to, oh, to recover no. from that yeah so he eventually ammo ammo explosion from just just <laughs> Existing. Walking around, yeah, yeah. Exist, existence. And then is I, pain. and then I wiped out that stinger's leg. It just went flying off. Yeah, yeah. The stinger two C tried to go up against Timberwolf. <laughs> Mental note: it was a little. It was a turret in the middle of the field, <laughs> so at least it was in the middle. Um, it still got a couple shots off, but uh, it was it was not super effective. Yeah. So really, this was my carrying crow and. Warcrow against your Pouncer Timberwolf, oh, but I, and. I yeah, and I did successfully swarm your Carrion Crow with my elementals, and Ooh. I got one turn of shooting before you walked into. I assume that you were trying to walk into the water and then lay prone, Correct. but you stepped into the water and rolled a two and tripped and fell face down in the water. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter how it happens. It just matters yeah. that it does effectively eliminating my elementals. They got one turn of shut firing off. Uh, I was so excited too. I'm like, yes. Swarm attack. Yeah. Yeah. But in the end, in the end, my, uh, my hammerhead went down under concentrated fire. Uh, my pouncer exploded. 
uh, my elementals drowned, and all that was left was a um, a Timberwolf with a, an engine crit, uh, who was just being annoying and jumping five hexes from Heavy Woods into Heavy Woods five hexes away every single turn because you know with the the pulse lasers and the better gunnery, yeah, he needed tens and elevens, and I needed eights and nines. Um, but with the Carrion Crow and all of the Protomechs still on the field. Uh, even those with only one point in the torso, because they're still effective. Um, uh, we basically ran out of time, and I uh, I surrendered. I mean, I had one BV-wise still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I was at 33%, and you were at 40%. Yeah. Um, so all you needed, like, I had two engine crits. No, one engine. It was so close. Like, I had so had many holes in, 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 in my mech. <laughs> Yeah, just just any any little bit of damage that those uh, protomex do because you know they, some of them only do one to three points of damage, but you just have to hit it in the right spot, and my mech is gone. So, either way, I was out of time, and uh, I could see where this battle was going. If my elementals had taken out your carrion crow, I would have fought it to the bitter end, <laughs> but they drowned. So I'm like, hmm. but yeah. good job. I would like to go up against Protomex more and play with them to see to see uh, see what I can do with them. I, I I promised myself I would throw you over the co- rake you over the coals on this. We played a Mega Mech game, and this man picks two Grasslands maps out of the regular Game of Armor Combat box to play on. I was like, we have the entire catalog of BattleTech maps, and you pick the ones we play on every Tuesday night. Yep, and in my defense, <laughs> I said, "What do you want to play?" And you said, "Oh, it's up to you." So if you're going to make it up to me, you can't Did really you complain about what I pick. <laughs> Next time, pick them yourself. Fine. <laughs> Otherwise, you get in grasslands. <laughs> grasslands number two. <laughs> the cl- the crowd favorite. <laughs> I, yeah, well, grasslands one has no hills; it just has trees. So I'm not picking that one. Yeah, but um, oh, it was a good match. We don't we don't play I, enough, so we don't we don't. And it was it was fun and it was exciting. And uh, Protomex really do so confusion on the battlefield. That seems to be their job. Uh, it just there's just so many units out there. To be fair, it's it hard was, to keep track of what's going on. It was ten to three with an yes. elemental squad. Yep. Yep. It was a lot. All right. Uh, Dustin, what have you gotten in lately? <clears throat> I was in Florida and I played 40K with my brother. I feel like this just every time you go to Florida, you play yes. 40K. It's 40K I, your draw. Yeah. Yep. I My brother plays this. He like refuses to go out and get games at a local game store. So I roll in twice a year and he's like, 40K. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you can also do this every week. You you don't have children. You're you're 21. <laughs> Go play at the LGS. Um, but yeah, that's it. I won't bore you guys with 40K. I played 40K. What faction? You can give us like who won, what faction? All right, all right. I brought my Thousand Sons because I got my my teeth kicked in by his Tyranids three times in a row with my Tau. And he was up here, so I brought something to counter all the uh, psychic stuff. So I brought my thousand sons and uh, we played a patrol game. I won that one. Then we played like a incursion game 
I won that one. And then he busted out his old, his Marines. So he tried out his Marines and then it was just him like getting into the, not even the ultramarine codex. He just, the space Marine thing or whatever. But yeah, I played four games. I was like three and one. So that was good after my brother three and zeroed me the last time he was up. So that's what I played. And I got a Sun Shark and, or sorry, not a Sun Shark. I got a, I impulse bought because they just happened to have a hammerhead. So I painted that. And I've had the Devil Shark, the Devil Fish, sorry, the Devil. I'm getting my Warhammer and Battletech names all mixed matched. <laughs> the Devil Shark? The uh, Devil Fish. I've had it for a little while. So paint it up. No. But yeah, I, some games. I saw those pictures. Like, it. If Battletech miniatures were the size of that, I would love to see what you could do to those. I want to get a museum scale something Timberwolf probably at some point and paint it up. Well, what is oh, everyone's obsessions with Timberwolves? Like, I, just I, I, on sale. I, I mean, they only have like three museum scale mechs, right? The new Catalyst ones. I know there's more from... Um, right. It's a, it's a Warhammer and a Timberwolf, and I don't remember if there was another one, but... Yeah. Yeah, they were both on sale at the Catalyst store uh, right before Christmas. Yeah. So there's like, yeah, there's the Warhammer, the Marauder, and the Timberwolf. That's everybody's favorite. And I only like one out of three of those. So I have no nostalgia love for the Marauder or the Warhammer. They can whatever. The first, the, my very, very first game, it was those two mechs yep. versus each other. Yeah. So I would have to go with the Timby that's one day. A, that's really nice of them to make these two Macross models. Yep. Their, <laughs> yep. their museum pieces <laughs> to, to commemorate the lawsuits and that's history right. between the Harmony Gold and FASA slash Catalyst. To be honest, I don't think I would have picked up the original box set in 86 if it didn't have the Warhammer on there that I knew from Robotech. I'm like, they have a cool Robotech mech game. Mm. I'm buying this. Think about Denim's other life he could have lived. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to be honest. Robotech ain't even, ain't even a good show. It was great. No. No, you try rewatching it now, sir. Nope. I know I refuse. <laughs> no. <laughs> All My right. nostalgia brain says it was wonderful. I'm sticking to it. All right. And. All right. So I did not fully disclose all of my December games for all of our episodes because I was participating in the MRC Twilight Heat Mega Mech tournament that was briefly hinted at us in our previous episode, MRC 2 Electric Boogaloo thing. Um, so I had four 9,000 BV Mega Mech games against other people in the community. How'd they go? They went really well. I will say I this was like a last minute night before the deadline list submission. So oh, that's yes, the but, way but John, you do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Both Josh, of you like, oh, I was I up the, <laughs> the night before making my list. Like, my brother in Karinsky, this is how you always do it. <laughs> I feel so personally attacked right now. <laughs> um, but it's true. So this did have faction era restrictions. It had to be jihad era and everything had to be available to your faction on master unit list and with the normal no uniques no customs no no names no experimental Ah. so but other than that uh the other main part of that is 
because Mega Mech has currently limited objective ways to like hard write a mission into it. They were just using Headhunter, where you kill the enemy commander. So for the scoring for that was if you kill the enemy commander, you get 50 points. If you lose your commander, it's minus 25. And if you kill theirs and they kill yours, it's plus 15 to both of you. So it's a very swingy kill the commander or don't. Yeah. So if your commander goes down, you really need to focus on taking their commander out. Yeah. Yeah, and the rest of the BV spread is roughly 10 points, depending on how much you kill of the regular force, because it's like a percentage of the 9,000 BV that you start with. Now, could you pick anybody as commander, or did it have to be like a certain, like the highest BV or something? So your commander could not be your most expensive or your least expensive BV. It had to be a mech, and it no other units could have a skill that was lower than your commander's skill. So if your commander was a 2-3, you could not have a 1-2 pilot that was not your commander. Right. So Got they it. had to be your best or equal command or skill-wise. Right. So there okay. were some list restrictions in that, and I was like, oh man, that's really weird. I've never thought of the upper slash lower BV, because most people would just throw their commander in their tankiest, heaviest, most expensive mech and give them the highest skill, or give them a weird skew skill so this was the only mission because it was the only thing they could run in mega mech right the only thing they could run reliably and program into for scoring okay right uh i mean you're working with a limited toolbox there so i i get it but i mean that i'm i'm feel like everybody put their commander in some sort of a striker (laughs) well it would make sense in that format to put your put your commander in the most mobile mech that you've got because you've got to keep him away from the other team. So that's that's what that's what I think the meta would be is just you know put him in that that thing that jumps eight. And, some and, sort of large pulse laser jumpy, yeah, fifty tonner thing. I feel so personally attacked right now, guys. <laughs> is like, that what you? I mean, that's the obvious makes, answer to me. I, like, yeah, that's how I would do it. I'd be like, where's the what's that thing with the there's that 699 phoenix hawk with yeah the, the gundam uh, tech yeah now yeah. your commander did not have to get kills that was not part of the score the only right. score was is your commander alive at the end of the game or is their commander alive oh. at the end of the game yeah so, so i guess you could take something with no fire yeah but for style points i'd still take a striker sort of thing oh man win in the awestruck with the with the tag as your only weapon yeah I mean, if you, you yeah. Yeah, if you if you put, or you could like the the spider with like the improved jump jets because yeah. that's kind of pricey, and then you throw a stinger in there too to to get under. So you pump <laughs> you bump your commander up to the middle bracket or whatever. Now, the w- other part of the restriction is for weapons and special like equipment that you could use. There really uh-huh. was no limit. Like anything that you can sort and configure equipment Whoa. on mega mech you could take so tandem nice. srms whoa mag yeah mag pulse like all of those options were allowed so this is not battle mech manual this is the whole this is caboodle. what mega mech can do with oh, only Lord. list building restrictions right so you but you couldn't like build a custom mech or anything you couldn't build right. custom but okay. you could put <laughs> your regular Shadowhawk and load it with Alternate ammo for the SRM, the LRM, the AC5. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could make it into a beast. Well, I mean, it is 
like a regular Shadowhawk still oh, wouldn't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so what did you take? Okay, so I took, I wanted to try out a Snow Raven Jihad list because I was looking at these mechs at the time. And I was like, okay, let's let's try oh, the weird space list. Because at the time, my brain thought, oh, it's random maps, which meant you could get anything. Uh-huh. No, it was not that <laughs> level of random. Don't be, don't uh, be ready for the ground not to exist. So, so your UMU mechs could have actually come in handy. <laughs> that in, was kind of what I thought. Like, I, my, a couple of my brain cells were like, you should take it underwater maneuvering <laughs> unit just in case. Just in case. Uh, but I took a Shadowhawk 2C7. That is the 5-8 improved jump jet for 8 jumping nice. Shadowhawk. The Warhammer 2C7. The 466 jumping oh, Warhammer. <laughs> um, both of those are 4-4. Four, four. My commander is the Shadowhawk 2C that jumps 8. And he's right, right. gunnery 4 piloting 4. Yeah. Jumping eight is a really good, you know, that's, mm. that's a good TMM. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, everyone. That's good. Yeah. I took a Crimson Langer. Bro, I don't even know what that is. Exactly. I took, <laughs> it is a this, this blood is spirit. Why, <laughs> what? What? Did I, what? This is why you would never do the BCC tournament where they have to pick this, this stuff from the wave one and wave two record sheet things because everybody knows those mechs and you can't pick something that someone looks at and goes, I don't know what this is. And that's like half your strategy is them trying to figure out what that is while you just play it. I will say, <laughs> I'll save it because it's too good. It's too good to, to crack open right now. Um, yeah, the Crimson Langer, it's a 711 okay. uh, Blood Spirit mech. It's got four SRM4s. No jump jets? It's got a little jump. It's got a little okay. jump, but not worth it. It's not okay. 7117, but it's... It's like 7115 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like Jenner stuff. It's okay. exactly like that. It's got medium pulses and micro lasers, and it's an Omni. It's, mm-hmm. I took a Loki B, our favorite Pachalan on a budget. Yep. That was essentially when I was running out of points to build the list. Yep. And I was like, oh, no, I've made very expensive <laughs> mechs. What do I cram in this list? And it's like, all right, let's review Pachalan on a budget. Oh, Loki B, that's great. Let's shove that in there, too. <laughs> that episode has got long legs. And then I was like, I've got some BV left over. What else are we going to take? And I was like, Airy Power Armor Light. <laughs> nice. You know what they got? Mauser 962Cs. <laughs> you want to you want to know the range that this one armor, one health power armor has? Sure. Nine. Nine, Nine. of a laser rifle. Oh, wow. That's one armor, one health in classic. In classic. Not in Alpha <laughs> Strike. <laughs> they are a guy in a spacesuit with a gun that's bigger than them. Nice. And I was like, Nine. this is this is the Snow Raven space list. And <laughs> uh, it sounds fun. It does sound fun. Uh I got one practice game in before I <laughs> submitted just to see, all right, do, do I like these? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I like these. Nice. Um my first game was against Sam, also Desert Dream on the McBay Discord. Hey, and, what's up, Sam? And he took an Ice Ferret D. Mm. Two elemental flamer units. So nice. A Stormcrow C, a Dasher H, and a Gargoyle B. 
So he just took his Alpha Strike list and made it into classic. That's this what this looks like. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, How did you like that Ice Ferret D in classic? I hate it. Yeah, that's a nasty man. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I hated all these except his Gargoyle, which was his commander, thankfully. <laughs> Dasher H has the uh, the medium uh, heavy yeah, lasers, right? Yeah. Now. Yep. Yeah, it's, it just it's, it's runs nine, up behind you and just blow. Yeah, it's the small heavy lasers. <sighs> and they were all three, four. So this was mm. the not great skill list versus the good skill and good maneuverability list. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a How lot did of the game go. That's a lot of pulse lasers in that list. It is a lot of pulse lasers. And his uh, his commander was the gargoyle. Yeah, it was not the highest BV. I'm looking. Is it probably the Stormcrow C, right? Stormcrow is the highest BV. Stormcrow is a that's an expensive mech usually. Yeah. It is. Especially with the medium pulse laser hands on it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So that game went well. I want to say his mistake was in his deployment where he put his gargoyle out kind of without much support. Because mm. the was it the gargoyle beacon jump, if I remember right? No? Yes? Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Let's look it up. I only know the gargoyle prime because I'm a purist. You see the B, configure long range, B, Gauss Rifle, LRM-10 Launcher, Artemis-4, and SRM-4 Launcher. So it's just a, it's a sniper. sniper. It's just 5.8. Five, five, so that's interesting, putting your commander into like a maneuverable assault mech that can snipe from the back line. I get the, I get the thinking behind that. Yeah. I get it's, it. The problem was, because these maps were... Procedurally generated or randomly generated, there were a yeah. lot of woods on this map. So ah. he had a lot of. There was a lot of line of sight blocking between him and me, and these were very big maps. These were what twenty two by thirty two. Yeah, and there were four of them. So so that's like roughly four map sheets, and there was four Eight. of those. There's sixteen. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's big. big. Big big. Yeah. So these were big games. But yeah, so he deploys the gargoyle like kind of in the woods. The other faster guys on the sides where they could not run through woods, so they could use their speed. And I was like, "Woods don't matter, sir." <laughs> Warhammer two C jump six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my game kind of went with okay. I'm gonna commit the Warhammer two C and the Shadowhawk two C in like a pair and go after the go after the gargoyle. Loki's right. going to sit back and try to snipe, and the Crimson Langer is going to run up and try to get the nice Alpha Strike in on the back. Mm. Uh, I want to say turn one or two, he just puts that those Gauss rifles into my Loki and completely like strips the <laughs> arm of it right there. Ooh. I mean, it is is a Loki, so yeah, it doesn't armor. have great armor. <laughs> Yeah. So lots of guns, very little armor. Yeah, so it opens up pretty much the side torso, and I was like, ooh, didn't, didn't ooh. want that out the gate. So I'm thinking away. I'm a little overly cautious, but also weirdly aggressive. Like, I'm aggressive, but I'm not committing when I'm aggressing. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a weird, like, starter game. I also don't have a lot of Mega Mech experience, so I'm used to, like, reading my opponent and playing off of those things and not being able to right. see, like, the statistical best move which mega mech lets you do right yeah, that's, that's a big big part of mega mech is not being able to to get that that sense and feel of your opponent yeah you can't look at their poker face you can't 
like watch them kind of so, removes that whole layer of the the game. Yeah, I was able to jump and kick the gargoyle. It doesn't go down. It's a three four pilot. I'm ex- I don't know why I was expecting you know take it out that fast, but mm-hmm. it's limping. By the time my the dasher has opened up the Warhammer 2C's rear, which is what a dasher H does. It is. Yep. Um, the Loki is also <laughs> struggling. I'm trying to think. That game was a while back, so my brain's a little rusty on the things. Crimson Langer essentially is getting stepped on by their gargoyle. <laughs> but it has four SRM4, so it wants to be roughly point blank. Yeah, yeah. right. And get in there. That's when I drop off the power armor Ares. Uh, this was also when we determined you cannot configure units with armored gloves in Mega Mech, and because they lose their weapons if you change their skill. Oh no! So, what? so they left their big gun at home. Yes. So for this entire game, <laughs> all they, they had was Mausers. They did not have their Mausers. So they were just like dudes in fisticuffs in, in fancy suits with fists. <laughs> nice. And I'll say this: they did some leg damage that game. I mean, yeah, you go for the you go for the um, not the swarm attack, the other one, the leg attack. Yeah, the leg attack. Yeah, if they don't have a gun, put them to work. <laughs> get those crits. Uh, they did not get any crits though. Ah, yeah. Um, so. But after a whole bunch of fighting, the gargoyle is limping away with one structure on one of its legs, and I was like, oh man. The Loki has this LB5, which was perfectly designed for this. <laughs> Dasher comes up to it and just like blows it up. It, it was a great game. I ended up killing the Dasher, and all I had left at the end was the Shadowhawk 2C7. And I am jumping around for eight. Mm-hmm. And so I was, what are they going to do? I mean, they can still do something. Um, and I was able to jump and get the. After taking out the gargoyle's leg, he falls, goes unconscious from a couple other SRM head hits. Mm-hmm. I jump, and I'm like, I can aim shot his torso on like, what, a four or five? But I could hit his head on an 11 after jumping. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. I have three weapons. I have an ER large, an ER medium, and a medium pulse that can target the head. And I was like, do I risk this entire game on an 11 up? Yeah. Every time. <laughs> every time. And I put the laser in through his cockpit, killing his commander. I was like, all right. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. So then I start running away. By this time, I'm in forced withdrawal. So it's like, okay, I can get my commander off for like half points. And I just like, n- me without knowing the true scoring of the game, like, okay, I've killed his commander. I know that was the objective, but I've lost everything. So at this point, I'm still feeling like the BV counts more than killing the commander so Mm -hmm. i rather than just jump around and draw the game i go for the honorable like all right let's see what we can do and he completely annihilates me so that game i get lose 11 to 54 at the end of it right but but like you said it's because you didn't understand how the how the scoring system worked yes so because I did not know that this was a 16-man tournament, so you use the 16-man scoring. Mm. So there were a lot of other factors that all of the scoring is done behind the scenes for this one. Like, you literally sent your game files in, and they got scored from that. I oh, like, okay. I was like, oh. How does this work? Yeah, and I was like, and me and Sam actually talked after. And we're like, okay, so this is how the scoring works. And 
based on this, like, here's your statistics. Like, he he did a statistical analysis of my post game, like every shot I made, and he there were plots, there were graphs, <laughs> and it was actually really cool to see. Like, hey, I had skill three, you had skill four, you had skill four that jumped, I had skill three that ran. You were hitting me on average like two or three dice rolls probabilities higher than I was. Like I was getting more shots in the like seven, eight band and you were getting more shots in the nine, 10, 11 band. Right. Mm. Huge difference. So it was just kind of cool to see like, yes, there was some, like all of the game kind of reduced down to a, you know, a chart of shots made and shots done. He was like this little 11 right here. You made four 11s. And one of those was to kill the commander. I was like, (laughs) that's pretty dope. Yeah. I'll do it. But so, okay. So after that game, I've understood more of the scoring and how to effectively play the games. The, like I said, killing the commander is worth 50 and killing everything else is just worth like 10 or so. I'm like, that's not a lot. <laughs> it's really just kill the commander. And I was like, kill the commander. I was like, yep. man, I wish I had built a list that was better at not <laughs> killing the commander. So, game two, I get paired up with Derek from On the Origins of Battle Mechs. What's up, Derek? Uh, Derek brought a Templar, a Koshi G, a Spider 7M, an Axeman, a Penetrator 4D, and a Dart 3S. Mm. Mm. And his commander was the Penetrator. His commander was the Penetrator. And he had loaded that bad boy up with a whole lot of precision ammo. (laughs) (laughs) So how how well did the precision ammo work? Because I've been curious about that. It worked pretty well, but he ran out of it so fast. Oh, like, really? These were 15 turn games. And yeah. I think by like turn eight or so, he was out. Because hmm. every turn. Precision is, is half, half of his half tonnage, right? Yep. Yeah. Half. Yep. So he's got half as much ammo in that penetrator. The penetrator still has a lot of pulse lasers, though. So it's still force to be reckoned with. Yeah, that game, the best way I can put it is our Axeman, his Axeman and my Warhammer 2C got into a like dueling match with a single level one hill in between them. Like, <laughs> okay, who who can win initiative and all that? He's like, oh, I finally got you now. You've lost initiative. And uh, he's like, you can't move more further away than my Axeman can move. And I was like, yeah, but I got six jump jets and you don't. <laughs> and I jump and I jump over a like a line of heavy woods and he was like crap <laughs> Yeah jump six a surprise jump six is is you know I don't an assault mech. Yeah. All I could all I could think is that in Star Wars meme it's like they fly now. They fly <laughs> now. Yeah. Um but that game it was a lot of like one on one dueling. He had me outnumbered, so he was constantly like picking at my flanks, but he mm-hmm. he did the classic player's biggest mistake, which is putting units on the board's edge to protect your rear arc. Oh no, Uh-oh. that's you're gonna get pushed, bud. <laughs> and I tried to push him. Okay, and I did failed. It. I failed oh, no. like the eight up to push him off with my yeah. commander. And I was like, yeah. oh no! So I like had to duck away and all that. And we fight. We do some intermittent skirmishing, and he backs up to it again. And I was like. I need you to had do one push. Yeah, I I tried once and failed, but can I do it again? And I was like, "Come on, Mega Knight, give it to yeah, me." Got to so, try. And I push him off for the commander to commander kill. Nice. nice. 
And you know, all of these maps are on this huge thousand <laughs> mile cliff. <laughs> it drops into lava. Out of action is out of action. <laughs> Just left the theater. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, so I killed the manor. And I hate to say it, but I just played keep away winning initiative every turn after his commander died. Oh, man. Like I had yeah, killed him. Well, I've been on both sides of that where, where somebody will just, you know, have a mech that jumps a certain amount. And if they could just keep jumping from woods to woods to woods and your two hits are 11 up, um, it gets frustrating. But that does not stop me from doing the exact same thing. If yep. my mech is designed for it, that's what I'm going to do because that's how you win with that kind of mech. Timberwolf TC from heavy woods to heavy woods. Yeah. <laughs> Every, t- Every turn. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts. But, so uh, you did well on that one? Yeah. So I won that game by killing his commander and losing the rest of my force. But I win 53 to 3. Because your commander was because my commander was still alive and his was dead. I had a plus fifty, so mm. yeah. So yeah, so the commander is what counts, and everything else is just meat shield, just gravy. Yeah, yeah, it's really just <laughs> <laughs> our lives for the coordinator. That's yeah. right. So game cinematic. I mean, it is. It's like yeah. I, Star Captain. We have one objective: kill that target. <laughs> Nothing else matters. Except well, me keeping living me alive. Yeah, <laughs> keeping me keeping alive. Me alive also matters. Oh, uh, but no, it, it was definitely a different way to play. Like, it kind of forced me to think on like when to overcommit and when to undercommit because I can't risk my commander being out of position. Mm-hmm. That's right. Troops, <laughs> we have one objective, and it is to kill that commander. And I will be with you in spirit, viewing from afar on that hill way over there. <laughs> I will say my my Shadowhawk was always, I don't want to say in the thick of it, but it was always somewhere close by. Like, it was always popping shots. Yeah. Um, I paid for the ATM ammo. I'm going to use the ATM extended ammo. Yeah. Uh, game three, I play Brad, also known as Deviant ID, also the winner of the Atlantic City Opens Battletech Tournament Championship Circuit. Very nice. Yeah. Nice. So it was nice getting to play him. He brought a list that someone else had built and fought against him, and he wanted to try it out. And I think he said, I made a mistake because the only legal <laughs> commander here is the urban mech that I brought. Oh, no. <laughs> and that commander urban mech, was that an urban mech AIV? Yeah, <laughs> I hate everyone so much. <laughs> so Brad brought... Two longbow 13Cs. Those are the seven multi... Or those are the MML seven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Y'all are weird. <laughs> no, I, I... There was a local who ran a regular longbow. Never mind. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fun <laughs> longbow because it can, it can do both. It's a Swiss Army longbow. You want short range? I got short range. You want long range? I can get you long range. I feel like that's like the knifey spoony. Like on one hand, I'm a knife to stab <laughs> you. On the other hand, I'm a spoon to scoop your eyeballs out. That's right. Uh, he brought a Jaeger mech, uh, DDA, a Nodachi, uh, 2KO, and mm-hmm. two Urban Mech Aero 4s <laughs> at Gunnery 2, Piloting 3. Gotta have good gunnery to land those. 
artillery shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, remember when I said the it was whatever you could configure equipment wise was pretty much legal? Yeah. Yeah, he had some some fancy Fancy Can you put the nukes in there? Uh, no nukes was the only rule. <laughs> oh, okay, no Davy Crockett. Uh, he did have that, fuel. That would have been funny. He did have fuel air bombs. Nice. <laughs> so the next best thing. The next best thing. So turn one, I've jumped, I've landed, and I hit done, and it's like your Shadowhawk two C is taking forty damage. Warhammer two C takes forty damage. It's like what Woo! the heck? What and it's like oh. I jumped at the most probable location for an indirect artillery strike. And, mm-hmm. yep. and Brad's a smart guy and knows where <laughs> I'm going. And for like the next three turns, I'm just like, Warhammer 2C takes 20 damage. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, make it stop. Make it stop. And her, his urban mechs are like behind a level one in the far back, just shooting indirect. Like they just need to mm-hmm. plot the course. That's right. You just got to guess. Guess yeah. good. And he guessed good a lot. <laughs> um, the map had given the two longbows like a nice little firing perch in some heavy woods, like on a level one and two. I was like, oh, uh, my God. Uh, <laughs> They're right next to each other. And the Nodachi and the Jaeger mech are running interference. And I was like, I'm mommy. completely outmatched tonnage shots and skill wise on this. So I was like, I got one choice. And that's a Hail Mary. <laughs> right to his urban mechs. Josh just had to roll the 11. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly. Um, I try to send the Crimson Langer just running around. He like, longbows flip. He puts fuel air bombs mm. to kill the, instant kill the uh, battle armor. And I'm like, bro, yeah. they got two health. You don't need to fuel <laughs> air bomb them. They already dead. Um, and yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I kill one urban mech, like, the not commander one because it was closest and i was like okay can i do the second one and i i do some shots on it and I, the warhammer 2c jumps around and he's like okay i'm in heavy woods i got a good shot at this and he drops prone behind a level one <laughs> in woods and i was like oh my god this is some big brain energy because i was like as a tabletop classic player i don't even think about that i don't think about right. dropping prone normally but in Mega Mac, you there's just the buttons like drop prone. And Brad knows if you drop prone and you're not adjacent, you don't have line of sight. I'm like, yep. okay, I'm going to just turn this Warhammer 2C and look at your Nodachi. And I put a small pulse laser through his cockpit. Oh, what you going to do with that small laser? <laughs> like He was like, the disrespect for the small <laughs> laser at the cockpit. To kill, to kill the Nodachi. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so I have to spend, I then, what is it? So the Crimson Langer has died trying to get to this commander urban mech. The Warhammer 2C dies trying to get to the urban mech. The Loki does not have the maneuverability. So it's like behind a level one, taking pot shots at the uh, Jaeger mech. It's not doing great. And I was like, Okay, well, I guess all I have really left is the Shadowhawk, and I have to jump next to it. Mm-hmm. Overheat yep. to put everything in. Still miss. Jump to another thing. Kick it to finally like down it enough to count it as force withdrawal, and I'm playing oh. jump away. Yeah, the Loki. So you had to wait for it to to back off the map while you uh while you just. Did. I had to wait until it was force withdrawal, so he would be forced. 
by rules to back to get, stand it up and get it off. And I was like, okay, so I'll get half points for kills for killing the commander. So Loki puts its LB five and Goss rifle through the urban mech to get the kill before it could walk off. And I was like, yes, nice. yes. And my God, that was the like. By now, there's like five turns left. I am jumping for my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. The arrow four is gone because I took that off first because I couldn't right. handle a smart player estimating, okay, he's going to hit this woods and just taking 40 damage. Like, yep. he, there's, <laughs> there's no, like, my jumping is completely counter. Yeah, completely but, negated. Yeah. Yep. So now yeah, he's. Because it doesn't care about TMM. Artillery the jumpers. Yeah. Yeah. Artillery the, the dashers. <laughs> yeah. So I've got two longbows walking and they can switch between srm or lrm so i'm not safe at either range mm-hmm. i've got the yanger mech with precision ammo on the hunt and i was like oh my god like every turn is like who wins initiative and this is me again like i hate to say but mega mech was looking out for your boy by winning initiative <laughs> almost every game so i'm jump and the last turn he like just barely scratches me but it was tense playing a very intelligent player that knew exactly how to exploit a list that they didn't even build. Right, but it was used against them at one point, yes. right? Nice. So, well, congratulations I, on the lucky win. Yeah, all right. Um, I won that one another 54 to 3 because killing the commanders, like I said, worth 50. And I yep. killed a little Some bit more points, on that one. Yeah. Uh, my last game was against Sacred Defiler. He brought a Karita C3 list, which mm. is very fun playing that. He brought a Naginata C3A, an Archer 9K, a Mauler 1K, Spider 7KC, and Raiden Battle Armor, and a Katana 5003 with his Archer 9K as the commander. Now, the... What's it? Naginata is the C3 master and all of these are four or five. And I was like, hey, huh. finally some four or five pilots. Man, I feel right. good to be here. And he's like, hey, do you want me to take off the tandem charges? And I was like, what? He's <laughs> like, yeah, all of my SRM mechs have tandem charges. And I was like, oh, my God, make it stop. <laughs> Just so hurt. how did that go, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, my Warhammer 2C has an ECM. That's the range of its jumping. Nice. six hex jump six hex ecm so i was able to put that guy kind of in i was able to kind of play around with visually seeing where ecm would block which was really nice because on oh, tabletop right. Mega does a great job oh, with that. Yeah, yeah. so nice out the gate i was like he's got c3 the only way to negate all of his range bonuses because his spider his jump a lot spider he's mm-hmm. got a spot for everything and i was like oh no please no Crimson Langer runs up to the archer, puts everything into it. Loki from range puts everything into it. I get the archer to go down. Whoa. Like f- fails the p- 20 damage PSR with like, oh. I want to say I got either a gyro or like a hip. It, essentially, mm. it was a hard move. And I was like, oh my God, he's he's down. I, I have to exploit this. So I start committing yeah. everything. And it's like, hey, those C3 mechs are still active. <laughs> <laughs> They start peppering me so hard. Oh, God. The Crimson Langer, like, his archer falls again behind a level one. I'm like, okay, I can't see him. This is the same thing with the Urban Mech going prone. I have to get around this curve in the terrain to kill him. The Crimson Langer stack pulls. Ooh. Ooh. 
because Stackpole rules were... There was a yeah. lot of, like, optional rules in this. So the optional rules for this, if going off it, were, like, the alternate ammos, uh, walking backwards uphill, level changes, and Stackpoles. Or I should so, say engines going critical from four engine hits in one phase. Yes. Uh, was he adjacent to anybody important? Uh, he was, I want to say he was on top of some airy power armors. <laughs> <laughs> he was next well, to some more power armors. <laughs> he was next to his power armor or battle armor. And he was right in the middle of his entire force. Well, okay then. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the problem with that is it did not kill his archer. Like even taking a engine critical explosion, mm. the archer still did not die. Jeez. The problem was is the archer had enough damage that it was unable to stand, but enforced withdrawal. So Ooh, what do you do? Is that like an instant power down? So there the current rules is he is not forced to leave if he like he he does not eject he cannot okay. leave but he counts his fourth withdrawal so it's, there's like a weird points difference for that and i was like okay well i just need to like kill the rest of his guys it did not go well for me on that <laughs> um yeah by then i was like okay uh, I have to take out the C3 Master, then it's a regular battle mech game. So I get the Warhammer 2C to jump behind his Naginata, and I'm putting some great rear shots on him, and the spider jumps behind me, and I realize Sacred is also a good player, and uh-huh. he is not one... He is not backed up to the terrain. Uh-huh. But my Warhammer 2C, by jumping behind him, is now backed up to the edge of the map. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, that I, sounds intentional to me. That was nicely played. Yeah, I, it was a risky opening that he could exploit. And I realized as soon as I saw it, I was like, I can jump there and get shots and a kick or shots and a punch and just completely destroy this Naginata right out the gate. But it leaves me open to a jump from a spider and a push. Yeah. I was like, let's see what he does. And well... <laughs> Just like I pushed Derek, uh-huh. Sacred Defiler pushed me. <laughs> but thankfully, it wasn't my commander. Hey, what goes around comes around. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the game is me jumping around with the Shadowhawk, as, of course, as and running see. out the time. Running uh, out the time. He is shooting woods. He is trying to negate any heavy woods he sees. <laughs> because, yep. thankfully, even with C3, jumping is plus four and then a heavy was plus six. So a four yeah, or five with plus six is a 10 up. And if you move, it's 11. If any other movement, that's a 12. So the best he's hitting me on is a 10 or nine. So those are all four games. I won that one 44 to six because the state his archer was in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Gotcha. So those were some weird games in the sense of like, <laughs> I've never played a mission so entirely focused on headhunting. And yeah. that's fine. This was they, they literally put it in the rules like here's how you score the games, here's the mission. This is the only objective we're using for this, so you could really build the list just for headhunting. But until you play one or two, it's it's hard to really wrap your head around around the the little details. Yeah, until I played Sam and like we talked it out after because that's something I'm really used to in-person tournaments is like okay read the mission 
when you get there with your opponent, talk about it, talk about how the scoring works, talk about how the mission works. And then after, like you, you literally are adding up the scores with your opponent to make sure you're doing it right. Because it wasn't like this, I had a hard time seeing that until after a game where we essentially had the recap. Right. But... Um, so how'd you do in in overall? Uh, overall, I placed fifth. With you said this was a six sixteen person tournament. Yeah, I nice. See. The winner was Pirate Forty Four. But putting this in here, I think it was important. I think uh, you know because it was a tournament. It was my last tournament not, of twenty twenty two. Yeah, and not putting like the fact that that we couldn't talk about your games leading up to it because it was an ongoing tournament. I didn't want to affect um, anyone's Yeah, play. exactly. I, it would have. Yeah. So uh, Pirate 44 won in first place. Vapor Lock uh, got second place. Jesty. Grats. Uh, got third. And Deviant ID got fourth. Nice, 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 and nice. So I'll take it. I'll take a... For someone with single-digit hours of Mega Mech before this, it was really nice to kind of learn all the things you could do in Mega Mech. Yeah. Like, this was a trial by fire like trial by inferno or yeah for that last game trial by tandem srm which took out my loki (laughs) right so are those as vicious as we as we thought they would be if you only have an srm6 no if you have an entire list designed around putting s tandem srms downrange yes because then you're just fishing (laughs) for hits it's like running like it's like running an lb20 list and mm-hmm. waiting to get golden BBs or headshots. Yeah, you get a you get a Kentaro out there with tandems. Oh yeah, that should, that should do a lot of damage. Yeah, I mean, what is an Archer nine K? Um, four MML fives. So hmm. yeah, it's too many archers. I should Jesus. also say the reason why I couldn't kill his archer is because while he was down and his mech could not move, his pilot was conscious and was firing smoke LRMs point blank into him, giving him heavy smoke. And I was not adjacent. And yeah. Smart. Yeah. No. Smart. Like I said, I saw maneuvers in this tournament that I would never see on tabletop just because of how easy it was to kind of plot out what your best maneuver was. And then that freed up brain energy and brain space for those high level plays, which was really cool to see. I love it. So, would you guys do a Mega Mech tournament uh, after (sighs) listening to this? I almost did this (laughs) one. Uh, This. This this one happened right as my work caught on fire. So oh. I remember I remember when we were when you were talking about building your list, and I'm like, yeah, that's something that I'm going to do. And then and then all hell broke loose. So yeah. I did not. Uh, yeah, I would 100% do a Mega Mech tournament like this. There's only one way to learn how to do it. I'll, I'll yeah, why not? I will definitely say doing the MRC Twilight Heat Mega Mech tournament definitely has made me into a better Mega Mech player. Yeah. Like I was I was doing things that they do not know because they don't play as the people that I play don't play as much tabletop classic. So like right. the back of the board and the pushing and like knowing what to not do to allow these options to happen is something that they might not know that a classic tabletop player might know a little bit more. Because like you're, we're used to our opponent just saying, "Oh, you can't do that," and we're like, "Why?" And we <laughs> we, we show them the rule book and we make them explain. Megamech just says, "Unable to do something." Right. Megamech has all the rules, and you can't argue with Megamech. And Megamech is correct. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. 
but yeah, so that was my tournament. So I've, I'm done. I was done for 2022. <laughs> nice. Nice. We'll skip fan mail. How about that? Yep. <laughs> we could we could do that one later. We'll yeah. do the fan mail sode. Actually, we have enough fan mail to do a fan mail sode. Oh, we do. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I don't right. I don't forward anything to you guys. No kidding. I'm sorry. Mm. This is this episode's call to action. If you have any questions about Battletech lore, gameplay, rules, units, literally anything you want us to answer, whether it be what do you think Victor Steiner Davian has for breakfast? Or what do you think the most effective unit in 3072 is? Like, whatever it is, send it to us. And we will probably do an entire episode about fan mail answering questions. So send those into the mechbaypodcast at gmail.com. It's okay. You All right. So we've got event calendar. The big one is we've got LVO next week. Woo! We've got Battletech Woo! Championship Circuit classic games and we got wolfnet 350 alpha strike game so good luck to all the players going to that may all of your roles be 12s or at least 11s that seems to be all you need really i mean it, you, I, if you if you gamble if you gamble a game on an 11 you're guaranteed to win one <laughs> uh, but yeah uh let's take a quick break and then we'll get into some recap for 2022 and goals for 2023 oh yeah Okay, here's a challenge. You're the cockpit of a mall. You're surrounded by hunchbacks. What do you do? Hit them where? Take your best shot. Battletech. Each Battletech maximum separately with venue. All right, MechWars. Year's over. It's time to debrief all of your 2022 mech kills, deployments, journeys, and collecting sea bills. Everything. It's time to clean out the command couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It is time for the yearly hosing out of Dustin's command couch. Yes. That's right. Just Dustin's. Oh my God. We actually did say in a previous episode <laughs> yeah, we only clean our command couches out once a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's time. All so right. It's... So 2022 was a big year for Battletech. I don't want to say it was as big a year as 2021 or 2020. Nah. It was a big year, though. It's a big year. Uh, and that's good. Like every year seems to be a big year for BattleTech recently, which since makes like, me happy. Yeah, since the beginner, you know, a game of Armored Combat. Yeah, that was the beginning of the just banger after banger. But we saw a whole bunch of like lore released, like so much that I probably am not even going to release or list it uh we had premium miniatures released we had tamar rising the first ill clan source book finally get released we had salvage boxes for all of our compulsive gambling problems (laughs) (laughs) and we've all got them i bought zero salvage boxes oh man we cannot like i i I can't (laughs) find them anymore you just can't find them anymore it's because i don't make the tuesday night games i would have done it let's be clear but but you can't Anyways. right now because there are no salvage boxes. There you go. Uh, Denim, let's start with you. What was your favorite 2022 release for Battletech that you kind of look fondly back on? I mean, honestly, for me, I-, I think A Time of War is a really good release. We've been waiting years for that reprint, and it finally came out. And now I have to finish reading it and do some stuff with it. But um, I- I've been looking for that one for a long time. So I will say the A Time of War reprint. 
Okay. Dustin, what about you? What's your like highlight release product? Uh, it's funny because I still am not done reading it, but Empire Alone <laughs> as the Merrick boy. Easy. He's easy answer. Ill Clan Merrick lore. I'm, I'm into it. The eighth on eighth battle. Come on. This is like Good the stuff. most Merrick's ever gotten, like historically. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. And it's been great. It's, I've been I've been loving it. How about you? What's your favorite release? Oh man! So for me, it's probably got to be the premium miniatures. Okay, but I don't want to say all of them. Not all premium miniatures have been equal. I think the word premium was probably a misnomer there. <laughs> like for me or them? No, like like the miniatures that came out. There were a lot of problems. I bought them. <laughs> I did. I bought them. But I would but, know. But the amount of, you know, errors that they had in several batches, like it didn't feel premium. It felt exclusive. Ah, there you go. Exclusive. Ah. So what was your favorite premium mech, Josh? I mean, they still say they call the Wolfhound 2C a premium on their news site. And let's see. Uh, then they just. They don't announce the Hammerhead product in the news. They just say the miniature issue. I'm going to go with the Hammerhead was my favorite miniature released. It looks so cool. It looks so cool. It does. Now, this is this is me ignoring all of the issues, production, distribution. Right. And and yeah, torso. I had some problem ones, but they did they did ship me the proper torsos and I have three perfect Hammerheads out of that. I don't even and have a perfect great. one. I don't even have a perfect one, and I still oh, I do. like it. Yeah, I still they look good. I still would put it up there for my favorite. Like, this is our first Ill Clan era plastic miniature. It does not exist in any other era. So yeah. that was kind of cool for me to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's my favorite. I painted mine up. It looks great. I wanted to do some much cooler things, but I got to use it in Southern Assault. So that was kind of a highlight for me. Yeah. That's my favorite product. The Wolfhound 2C was okay. The Timberwolf was cool. And the Eris was a thing. The Eris yeah, is a Merrick mech. I, I don't know how I feel. About uh, that. <laughs> I, li- I like how I ended up posing mine. Um, I like that, uh, that you can pose a lot of those. And uh, I, I like my Eris. It looks nice. But the hammerhead just looks. That's cool. It, yeah, it looks really good. Like it, it looks powerful. Like a compact, powerful. It looks like a war machine. I'll take so, that. Yeah, well done. Um. All right, so that's Catalyst twenty twenty two. Like we know everything they did, which was a lot. Like we got shrapnel, we got mechs, we got. Source books. Source books. We got promises that never got fulfilled. <laughs> Still waiting. Couple minis. Yeah. <laughs> shrapnel is only getting better too like it is started strong and it's still just got good articles every time i don't know man this last shrapnel had a black knight with an with with construction mech parts on it <laughs> blast yeah look what they did to my boy <laughs> sorry it was good i read it i liked it yeah give me more nice. please it's like my opinion remains <laughs> Um, so that's what Catalyst did. How much did you guys do, though? Like, g- give me the like, because hobby is multiple parts. Hobby mm-hmm. is buying. True. Hobby is painting. Hobby is assembly. 
hobbies, games, hobbies, tournaments. That people think that oh, he's a hobbyist. He only does so much. No, what, what was your whole hobby breakdown? I want who who wants to go first? Do you want me? I, Do you want? I I can go first. Okay, Denim, yeah. give me your hobby twenty twenty two breakdown. I I did my very first Alpha Strike tournament ever this year. You so. did your first like Alpha Strike this year, I feel like, in general. That's true. I mean, the, the tournament was for me to learn how to play Alpha Strike so that I could demo games properly for the, the store that I play at. Um, and I I learned by doing, so... Might as well do it. Yeah, so I did, I did a Nova, and it was fantastic, and I felt that I learned an incredible amount doing that. Um, also this year alone you also got third place which is nothing to shake up you know i'm nothing. sorry what you got third place at nova say second. that what oh i'm sorry i was second we came in first and second a the disrespect <laughs> i'm sorry for some reason summary um i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> um so yeah i reiterate that i feel that i learned an awful lot uh, playing it so i feel i feel qualified now to run demo games for my local store that's good that's awesome speaking of the local store this year i think i've played 50 days of BattleTech approximately oh. at the store awesome um, on average uh i want to say it's more than that actually I, it that's it's i i know that i missed a couple days because of um either uh, work issues or birthday issues or being out of town for tournaments. So average like five, five times a month is about 60. So I'm, I'm saying I probably missed up to 10 of those. So it's probably in the low fifties, which is a record for me. I have never played that many days of battle tech in one year ever. A lot. It It is a lot. It's, it's impressive. Uh, looking back on it, I'm like, Oh Yeah. No wonder I got burnt out once. It, uh, <laughs> it's, but it's been fun, and I've learned a whole lot, and I think I've taught a lot of people mm-hmm. a whole lot more. That's big time hobby progress, right there. New yeah. blood, yeah, lots of new players. Yeah, I mean we've we've nope lost it. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you have like triple significantly triple digits in the hours of BattleTech played though probably yes um now i mean are they all games that i played for my own enjoyment you know i don't know how many hours i put into that but but if teaching counts which i think it does yeah i have put in easily 200 hours hundreds of hours this year <laughs> playing BattleTech yes yeah and i've enjoyed 92% of it. Uh, Games-wise, I definitely got more games in in 2022 than I did in 2021, so I'm happy about that. Um, I did get the one tournament in, Southern Assault, again. Had a great time, but games-wise, still a tough year for me. You know, I get the little ones to get older. I, I'm hoping for no more next year, but that was pretty much it. I got to play a couple of the uh, Escalation League games, I did swing a couple of those in the mid-year, but uh, you, that's pretty you much ran it. ran a tournament too, right? Oh, I did. <laughs> um, I had a lot of people drop out. That was a bit of a bummer. But um, when we get to the 2023 section, I will talk to you about that a little bit, Denim. 
because I have questions. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. But yeah, I had I I I put in the work. I made. Um, I had a lot of people sign up when I made trophies, which makes sense. You know, people want to play at tournaments where there are trophies to win. Those are beautiful um, trophies. They are. They you. really were. Thank you. Um, and then I had, I I I figure I will have a fifty percent dropout rate. So I was expecting eight to ten people, and that ended up being four. So that was rough. That was rough. It was a, it was my birthday on that day, and then that was so it was, it was a bit of a. I had to power through that day. But I think the people who played at the tournament had a good time. They said they did. Um, we, ha- <laughs> we have a local Raleigh Classic Battletech reigning champion because I, I'm the only one that's been running the Classic tournaments and they've been won by the same person twice. Big Fish, Small Pond. But, you know, maybe we can change that in 2023. Promise you do them when I can't go. <laughs> <sighs> you were originally able to go, and then I think you had a wedding come up, and then Denim's work caught on fire. Oh, my so, work caught on fire, yeah. That that, that caused a lot of problems this I year. I had a like a set of brothers, and they were each other's ride, and their car broke down. I mean, I don't know. I know your guys' excuses. The universe said nobody plays Battletech this day. <laughs> yeah. Also, this year with my work schedule, because I... I was changing jobs and I kind of couldn't foresee what I would, if I was going to be able to swing a Saturday, I had to run it on Sunday, which is a tough day for people it is. to make. So, yeah. but, um, uh, if I have another tournament, um, I'll just do it on Saturday. Cause now I know I can take a Saturday off. So it was just the way the stars, it would, they were, it was all against my tournament this year. That's my excuse. So I, I guess I did, I did run a tournament, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Josh, you've, how about you? Outside of your uh, your tournaments, uh, yeah, I don't. Did you play I don't, anything. Yeah, I don't run <laughs> tournaments. I win. You tournaments. play <laughs> <laughs> Um. So I did. Yeah, I did my three tournaments, which is I. I want to do more, but that's also a goal. Um. Yeah, I did Southern Assault. I did Nova. I did the Twilight Heat. So I got in. I finally that's got nice. in my classic tournament that I wanted to do because. I haven't done one of those since really I've started the podcast and it's kind of like, Hey, I'm like, this is a classic. (laughs) This is a classic focus podcast, or at least I don't want to say classic focus, but there's certainly a lot of things gotten away over and over and over again. So yeah, that's good to get the twilight heat in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to know that I know what I'm doing. I can fight some very intelligent and very strong Battletech classic players and still do pretty well. Uh, losing most of my forces in those hurts a little bit, but you know it's <laughs> objectives achieved, Commander. <laughs> that was their job. Yeah. I got some local games in, but not as many pickup games as the previous years. And I'm yeah. trying to. I think that might have been also like your problem. Like my schedule just never aligned, especially when my Tuesdays, my my regular gaming local gaming day is kind of like no longer available to me so it's it's hard for me to like rearrange my schedule and it's hard to get pickup games on non-pickup days right yes so i feel your pain so most of my i would say pickup style like here's a bv just bring whatever you want we're gonna play like no holds bar uh we're actual tournaments instead and that's kind yeah. of my preferred style of like, just bring, just set a BV or a points limit and I'll bring whatever and we fight it out. Uh, I used to do Tuesday nights, 2019. I got like 40 games in. 
Not since, but we're working on it. Yeah. Um, but I did kind of start the Escalation League to help both me and you play, which yep. we scheduled it on your day off. Um, we got some in. Yeah, yeah and that I appreciate was, that. That we was a, a way to, for me to like organize regular pickup games where I was like, hey, the BV's not announced, but bring a force and you'll build them you'll build your force at the table to do the yeah. mission yeah i love the format of those um so I, it was fun for me to write missions for that uh then i kind of persuaded you to change your missions format denim oh i'm so happy that we changed the mission what we called missions to what we now call uh campaigns um at our at our local store it is so much better than it was when it started so only getting better. Yeah. So I think my year would probably be less game focused and more like mission writing focused. Mm-hmm. It, it's either the hyper competitive <laughs> part or the at home writing how to make competitive but also fun games. That that's my look right. back. I feel like. I mean the missions the 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 missions we do in campaigns are good and people like them a lot. So I'd say. Keep going, please. <laughs> I mean, it, I will say it's nicer and easier to write like a narrative focus where the balance isn't the most important as long as people are having fun. Yeah. So I the goal for me writing those is always make it fun, make it memorable. And I feel like I've hit those every time. I think most people have a lot of fun with it. Only a few people complain. But then again, I think those few people would complain no matter what. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about some painting, assembling, and other like on the desk hobby work. Uh, what have you gotten d- done in 2022, Denim? Hey, I got smoke jaguars painted. I finally figured out how to do those spots, which was a big problem. And this is the year, 2022 is the year that I finally figured it out. And nice. uh, that made me very happy. It made me happy to finally see these you know jaguars materialize out of thin air yeah just just one day not there next day plow it's like oh man this matches the lore completely beautiful beautiful yep very very happy about that which is why i'm now doing jade falcons and merrick because why not (laughs) how hard could yellow be (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you, son. It's real hard. <laughs> it's real hard. No, I know the trick now. You paint the whole thing yellow, and then you paint the green on top of it, yeah. even though the green is eighty percent of it. Yes. I know. Also, use that airbrush. Yeah, that's that is a goal of mine for 2023: is to use my airbrush a whole lot more. I have it. I I probably need to get a new compressor. But does uh, it work? That does is, it put out air? Uh, sometimes that's the problem is sometimes ah. it puts out air and sometimes it goes puh, 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 and it doesn't. Hmm. Sounds so. like a compressor problem. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to put some money into my airbrush uh, and I'm going to make it work because I've been watching people do cool airbrush things. And I'm like, that would, that would make my job a lot easier. So were your Jaguars the only thing you painted this year? I've painted a lot of random things. I painted um, quite a few Karita forces because I'm always trying to bring, you know, make that army bigger. So I have more to choose from. That's like but your primary Jag- faction though, right? 
Right, right. My primary inner sphere faction. The the smoke jaguars I'm the most proud of because I was the most frustrated with until it worked. And then, you know, I've got I've got a third faction, a mercenary faction that I'm just playing around with, but uh but it's still in the in the trying to figure out the colors phase. Um obviously I've also painted a bunch of terrain, but um, you know, terrain is terrain. Okay. However, I did finally take one of my uh, Timberwolf TC models, and I cut it all into pieces and cut a Loki up into pieces. I assembled my very first uh, really nice-looking Timberwolf A, finally. Nice. So that is assembled. It's posed. It looks really, really good, in my opinion. And they will re- they will announce the Timberwolf A tomorrow. In- <laughs> uh, that's that is exactly what's going to happen. And I'll buy one, but I will always keep this one. I will probably just relegate this to a diorama in that case, and just just paint it up super nice and just have it on a on a shelf somewhere, so I could point at it and say, "Yep, that's the one I made." And then all these are the ones I bought. But uh, I have I have fielded it on the battlefield several times now, um, so I'm I'm happy about that. It uh, when you put that down, and everyone's like. Well, that looks like a Timberwolf, but different. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what this is. <laughs> so very happy about that. All right, Dustin, what about you now? I printed some terrain, painted up some terrain for that that scale ambiguous stuff, or yeah, scale ambiguous stuff for the solo RPG, sorry, solo war game and slash battle tech stuff. I finished up some terrain that I had printed last year, but hadn't painted yet. I painted, I counted for this episode, uh, roughly 60 models this year, which is less than 2021, but 2021 was like a Indominus Necron fever dream situation. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You were going hard. Like I was worried. I was like, I don't know anyone who paints this fast, this well, this hard. I painted a lot in 2021. I did okay in 2022. I still happy about my performance at Southern Assault. Yep. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, I also made two sculpts. I got my de- de- demon demon sculpt and the Zahn, which I used in Southern Assault. I sculpted my own Zahn because it didn't exist. That's a, nice. that's a problem for a lot of Dark Age and minis in classic Battletech scale, not clicky tech scale. Why is that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but I learned some lessons from those sculpts, some things, if I ever did sculpt again um, for Battletech minis that don't exist, I learned some lessons for that scale. Because I'd only done the battle sh- the, the ships the prior year, and yep. ships are ship scale, and Battletech vehicles are Battletech vehicle scale. So there's some different things I should have done. Uh, and... Yeah, so that was it. The the terrain, the models, roughly sixty. It's a mix of BattleTech, a little bit of forty k, and uh, and the sculpts. But yeah, how about you, Josh? What did you uh, kind of hobby assembling, painting, and terraining did you do in twenty twenty two? Bro, I painted like thirty five miniatures all year. That's not bad. It's not bad. I I thought I had done more. Uh-huh. I think I think that's because I will airbrush stuff to like 60% completion and then I'll just leave it until I'm ready to use it. Oh, okay. So if I'm not using something, I'm not putting that last 10, 20, 30% of the paint on it. But that's like mm-hmm. where I spend the majority of my time is like the detail work, like the lensing and 
the metal rust effects and the wear and tear and basing terrain. Um, mm-hmm. So I completed to like showpiece quality 33, 35 models. And I, I want to say that's an accomplish- for, accomplishment for me. Yeah. Um, cause Ain't I got nothing. I got my escalation league force done. I got my Southern assault list with the airy super heavy painted mm-hmm. with, you know, all of those new mechs. I got Nova. I got yeah, my Nova, Nova stuff. my mm-hmm. level two Comstar done with inventory and vehicles and all the fun stuff that entails. And I want to say I painted each one of those, like the same level of, it might not win awards in like a true painting contest, but I'm pretty sure it's some of the best battle tech models I've seen. Nice. 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 You know, at least in comparison to yours, Dustin, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best I could do. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what we do. So that's my painting. I've assembled a lot. I've, what is it? Did some, I don't want to say homebrew, but like kit bashing. Like I made that vulture Mark three from a regular vulture. Like mm-hmm. I cut off oh, the arms yeah. and I did the custom job for that. Someone was just talking about your vulture at, uh, at last Tuesday when I went there to the game, they, they asked if you were coming by because they wanted to see that vulture again. It's so funny. Cause it made, I, I don't think it's that good. Like I, it, it, for the people who who played the games a lot, uh, the video games, it 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 talks to them. Yeah. So that's a vulture speaks. that they remember, not the vulture that's in plastic. Right. Okay. So yeah, I I guess because I you know played Mech Warrior Four and Mech Commander, like oh, do I'm, you have it? Yeah, I've never seen this. Yeah. Show me what? Yeah, show me the. Hey, there it is. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Short, it's amazing. Short stubby arms. I can see Commander whatever getting gunned down <laughs> by a, a Nova. Yeah. What was it? A N- Nova Cat? Yeah, Nova Cat yeah, and yeah. Uziel. After his partner gets blown up by like one stray LRM missile <laughs> to the Shadow Cat cockpit. They've got a lock on me, Commander. <laughs> Eject. <laughs> I, I like that Vulture enough that I, I still want to uh, kit bash one of mine to, to make it the same thing. I mean, it's real easy. I literally like snip the arms. Is it Timby? No, no. Timby arms I, it, you stick on there? Every, everything from this is... Okay, 90% of this is just vulture parts modified. Like, cut the arm... Cut the arms off. Cut yep. the arms off and cut a little bit off the like gun pod section. Cut the barrels mm. to however you... To your your flavor of choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then flip them upside down and then translate them to the other side. So your right arm becomes your left arm upside down. Right. Ah. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. That's the secret. And so, yeah. Then you just glue them no. on where roughly the arm joint would go. And then I right. then I trim the sides because I didn't like the big bulbous like radar pod parts on the uh, the side. So it's it goes back to the flat torso. Yeah. Flat profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now that I'm done with my Mad Cat A, I can uh, I can get to work on that. Nice. Yeah. So beautiful. I did that. I did a custom Ryzen. Like, I kind of did the same thing. I took a crab, cut the arms off, and yep. glued some pieces to make a Ryzen for Nova. And then I was like, this is good, but I'm not in love with it. So, yeah, but on the table, like doing that, that's, you know, five feet away, it looked great. Yeah. Like, I was like, this match looked really, really close good. Close enough. So, those are my two, like, super big kit mashing projects, which is, I'd say, one of my favorite things to do 
for that part of the hobby is like make something completely unique that no one else has done. Oh, you know, speaking of that, I think Dustin and I have both assembled and painted a Greyhound mech. Speaking of oh, yeah. something that no one else has done. Well, you got to hurt me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I did paint a Greyhound this year. I finally got cover I art, think, guys. <laughs> I think you were the first to paint the, the Greyhound. I am not. No. that oh, Noah beat me to it. <laughs> Our the first man on the face of this planet to paint the Greyhound was Noah. <laughs> And you know what? Fast. If I had to put money on anyone to be the first to paint anything, it would be Noah Kinney. Oh my God, Noah can can paint like nice. Like, Here's a two thousand point army I did over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, no, like I've literally like, he's assembled it wizard. in the store, takes it home, and it's done painted before I have gotten home myself. And I'm like. Wow. What the heck, man? He's like, I just felt like painting it. He doesn't stop. Like, I, I don't paint like that. I don't paint without stopping to take a breath. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Noah was the first one. And I, I had thought about doing like the, all right, send me the first person to paint. And I'll send them. I was like, before we were done with Southern Assault, he had, Rob had mailed him one and he had assembled it. And I was like, Rob, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that should be a notable pilot or a notable Aztec. First. That sucker assembled that fast. Yeah, no, assembled and painted. It was like, my God. But, a wizard uh, with the spray gun. <laughs> yeah, so you guys have both assembled. Dustin, you've painted yours. Yours is the, like, mm-hmm. it's the promo photo when you see it. So everyone gets to see right. a professional painter paint job on it. Uh, commission not professional but i have done commissions in the past look i argue if you are a commission painter you are a professional painter all right all right i'll take it i'm not i don't give skill level but you're a professional yeah sure <laughs> um you've assembled yours denim right you haven't painted yours i i have a, a karita red base coat on mine now. okay nice yep. y'all are both better than me paint your greyhound um (laughs) you have to we were talking about this before we recorded you have to you have to give everybody the listeners the line about standing in front of the new car (laughs) (laughs) i'm like that meme where it's my neighbor got a new car today and he's be standing outside staring at it while eating chips for 15 minutes and (laughs) it's been two months and i'm still just staring at it in the box like wow this is mine and it looks great it will never look as good when I assemble it and paint it. <laughs> and I'm just so happy and proud that just looking in the box does the same thing that painting and assembling every other model does for me. Well, hey, they've restocked. They're back in stock. Buy a second one, paint that one, and leave your first one in the box. No, part of me is waiting for my wife to paint hers because I expect her to like completely blow my stuff out of the water like she normally does. Mm-hmm. I've bought her too many models for Christmas, so now she's like on her stuff. I'm like, no, you need to paint <laughs> paint the Greyhound mech and then make me feel bad, so I have to paint mine then. Yes, Josh's true motivations. Painting competitions, yes. <laughs> Whether it be competing with my own wife. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I do plan on getting to that. I have a lot of models I haven't assembled yet that I want to. Like they are sitting on my desk, ready to go. I'm just like, wait, cultivating hobby mass. But yeah, so I've done a lot of painting. I've done a lot of assembling. You've done a lot of editing. Yeah, I will. Unfortunately, that is where most of my time, my hobby time goes is 
<laughs> editing this podcast so people enjoy listening to it. It, it counts as hobby progress, I promise. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it. it yeah, it doesn't it does. feel legal. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I feel like at the end of the year, you should take all of my ums, all of Denim's palate clicks, and all of your so's, and just put them together in like 20 minutes. Of <laughs> 20? <all> easily. <laughs> the problem is- This is the crap I cut for you. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to hear the Dave Snyder cut of the Mech Bay podcast. <laughs> it's, we'll spare you. It's four hours long. There's a lot of ums. There's 20 minutes of dead air per show where we oh, just yeah, sit around least. thinking about what's the perfect word to say. And also all the clicky clacking where we look up what the mech actually is that we're talking about. That's right. And it's like, does that one have jump jets? I don't know. Sarna. Stop Sarna. spoiling the magic. Yeah. Sarna. <laughs> yeah. So I do a lot of editing. Probably. I, I think I did the math. It's like one hour of show is four hours of editing. Sounds yeah, that seems right. right. <laughs> yeah. Both of you are like, oh yeah, no, that's 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 right for sure. I've I've edited before. It takes a long yeah. time. Yeah. It's hard work. That's not even edit. That's not even adding in the pre-show planning, the pre-show talks, the chatting about and then the, the show. commercials. Oh, the commercials. Yeah, those don't count. You love that. They take a lot of planning too. Yeah, they do. So we got twenty-five podcast episodes out this year. Which is my goal for, you know, yeah. I want to shoot for bi-monthly, at least two. Anything else I can get out is great. Yep, we're getting close to 50. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Ah, let's move on to favorite model of the year. All right, Denim. So, so out of all the things you did, so much all of the vast quantities of mechs you've painted slash symbols slash paid with played with what was the one that really like stood out to you that like you had your favorite time either playing with assembling just made you feel good right i mean i would love to say it's that that timberwolf a that i made because it does look so good but the one that brings me the most happiness is that first Timberwolf that I got the Smoke Jaguar spots on. I know it's just a prime, but it looks so good and it brings me so much happiness. And it's uh, I took it to, to Nova. Like I painted it for Nova. Um, so I'm going to say that one. You don't even yeah. like that. That's the kind of paint job on a expensive mech that you don't even take out on you know missions. You just <laughs> leave it in the hangar and rub it with a diaper. Well, now that, in front of it yeah now that i've got the a to do all the to do all the heavy lifting that one can stay at home and I, it'll just sit there in my box and say yeah that's a very pretty mech i've got over there be a hanger queen <laughs> yeah i'm not uh i'm not i'm not scratching the paint on that one what about you dustin i mean i feel like everybody can guess maybe not maybe i'm not that transparent it's definitely the king crab 11 and it's the king crab that i ran as the 11 so before it's the an alpha. Sh- it has two LB twenties, supercharger, all that fun stuff. But yeah, it's got I no st- structure. <laughs> it's no structure. Two structure and alpha strike. That's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, the composite or whatever. Uh, I mean, it's a great mech. It's a great variant, and I had a lot of fun painting it. I'm pretty happy with the paint job. So yeah, easily my favorite this year. Uh, how about you, Josh? That's a tough call because I. Everything I painted, I do I say I liked painting it or did I just like hate paint through all of it? 
Is it the Greyhound? No, I mean you got your. But I didn't paint it. I didn't paint it. So like, oh, favorite model you did. I, I didn't. I I'm looking at the notes. It says favorite model you did. That's an ambiguous. That is an ambiguous. Like I did the Greyhounds. Like I you had did, I like had that. the art commission for it. Yeah. I, but I didn't make it. It's mine, yeah, but, but you, I didn't make it. Okay. So it's if you're tough. not going to count that. Like, I don't want to be cliche and say, like, oh, yeah, my Black Knight, I took to Nova, but. <laughs> Would the, it be anything else? But why not? <laughs> the Black Knight has smoke effects and fire and battle damage, and it has free hands on free it. Hands, like, yeah. I, I feel like I pulled out every modeling stop I had to get that. Like, I put texture paint for, like, leaking coolant and oil out of the mech it's standing on with cracks in the paint and armor yeah i'd count it i i I think i I took i don't see anything cliche about that at all (laughs) i think i kind of flexed all of my hobby muscles to get that one done because i was like okay i need a nice looking centerpiece mech for this force so i was like cool it's gonna be the black knight clan buster that's literally standing on a mech like ppc raised all the all the effects, all the glazing, all the every, everything I could throw on with, I just had to do 100. percent Yep. So I, I'll say that's my 2022 model looking back on. And I took, I had to spend a lot of time because I assembled that like at the start of like December. I got like the base coat on in like March or April, <laughs> the base done in the summer, and then the final details done the week before Nova. So it's it was a whole year long project just for that one. Mech. It took most of the year. Yeah, it took most of the year. It's like, why is Josh only paint thirty five miles? Because Josh takes the whole dang year to paint one. Yeah, and if if you're looking at the timeline there, like every every time you you're doing another section, if you cut back to me, it's me like like getting frustrated trying to do the stupid spots that didn't work until Nova. Yep, we all got our trials. Yeah. All right, so what's the game you guys look back on the most? Because we played, we still played games this year. Mm-hmm. Right, I played a lot of games, a whole lot of games. Um, but the one that I remember the most affecting me is the very first Alpha Strike game at Nova. That's basically the first time I played Alpha Strike, not against you, Josh. Like I had played three games against you to to basically learn the rules. And this was my first time out in the wild seeing if I actually knew anything or if this was just going to be a horrible weekend. And it went really, really well. And I just remember like halfway through the game just going, I know this, I can do this. Tactics still work in this game. Mm-hmm. I just have to apply them to the rules. And what I want to do happens. And it was it was a very... It was a very eye-opening moment, and uh, and I, I still think about that game every now and again. Um, brings a brings a smile to my face. Yep. So Josh uh, still goes was... for three objectives every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this wasn't this was the first time I, I didn't play against you. So I, it was a whole new person that I was you know flexing my alpha strike my my brand new alpha strike muscles against just to see, and and my tactics worked, and I was like, cool this. This actually does work. You're like, I can this do this. Nice. Yeah. You believed in yourself in the, that moment. I did. I did. It's super cool. So that's my game is the very first Nova game. 
um, that's the one that that I will remember. Nice. What about you, Dustin? Oh, uh, so I had <laughs> for the Escalation League, I had made my roster and I had named all my pilots after Bluey characters. So I had Honey, Coco, Snickers, um, and a local. Your kids are way younger than my kids. <laughs> uh, one of the locals killed like two of my pilots in the first game. And I was like, how could you do that to Coco? <laughs> so. It was it was cinematic. W- it was funny. I was worried that you were going to make your game not a battle tech game. So no, no, no. I mean, no. it's okay if it wasn't. I, <laughs> the fan, I mean, the fan mail would you know add up. <laughs> yeah, right. Door, but. No, I, I didn't. I I played, I played roughly like probably eight to ten games of forty k this year, um, and they were good. I had good fun, and then I played probably well triple that southern assault plus no nah, i wouldn't say triple that i'd say probably twice as much probably about 20 games um between alpha strike and classic this year uh so i, I like 40k and everything but BattleTech is my first love easily so but yeah that no, was a fun game you're Kill, also killing pilots is fun you're also blossoming as a general war gamer like you're, ex- oh, you're of course you're you're tasting the other war games to learn tactics that you're just taking back to BattleTech. God, did I play? I played two <laughs> intro games of Infinity this year. That happened too. Uh, did I play any other weird, obscure miniatures war games? I don't think so. A Billion Suns. Uh, I still haven't played it. That weird. <laughs> I played a couple of tabletop simulator games, but those don't really count. Uh, yeah, they do. Okay, fine. Um, just learning rules games, though. You know, nobody. I'm that's, in no man's land here. That space no station mama bird. game. Space Station Zero, a couple, like two or three rounds of that. Pretty sure you did five parsecs. I did. I did. Um, Gamma Wolves, uh, maybe. Nope. I haven't played Gamma Wolves. <laughs> we have to wait till the goals section. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. What's, then, your, what's uh, your favorite game? Yeah, what's your favorite game this year? Hmm. That's a tough one because I, I have three games what? that like stood out that like core memory, like brain cells, yeah. like cycle me back on when i'm having that day and i'm like i need to remember why i do this and uh, yeah. the first of those games was probably when i played matt LeBaron at nova for the top table because you had played him denim mm-hmm. and i did it was the last game and it was me versus him and i knew looking at his list that i was going to get smoked and i was like I can't beat this list on a good day with good dice that aren't loaded. I can't beat this list. And I was like, how do I do this? And I just had to like completely throw out any ability for me to just outdo his list with just the, I, I can, I have to commit everything to this objective and just have to win it like that. So I mean, you can listen back to the Southern Assault list where I Mm -hmm. dogpile like half of my army onto the objective, which was kind of like the football keep away, um, capture the flag mission. It's like, okay, I just I have to keep this away the entire game. And it it literally came down to who wins initiative on the last turn. Yeah, because he was he was my second game at uh, at Nova. mm -hmm. And he was difficult, like literally came down to a coin flip for us like the the ref flipped a coin that's that's how yeah, i hate that's those. how i, I hate those so much yeah I've, I've, I've lost things for coin flips and i'm glad it didn't come down to that 
but well, it basically almost did. Wow, like an wow. initiative roll don't, is almost a coin flip. Mine like was that. literally a coin flip. Yours was close. <laughs> Mine was a, it was a two <laughs> close to a coin flip. Two, a D thirty six sided coin. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was that. Uh, my most relaxing, like enjoyable, friendly, but also in competitive was probably when I played Steve at Southern Assault. Uh, and that was just Jade Falcons versus my Sea Foxes. And that was like just a great, like two guys just playing Battletech high level and just having a good fun time. Nice. He killed my Ares. I killed his Timberwolf and his Turkina. And it was just like, by the end of it, it was like, I won by him not doing, not running away as far as he should. And I just, I had, I felt bad at that point, but I was like, I, I, this is the only chance I have to win this. Like it was a complete tie at that. So, um, and then of course me also at Southern Assault, me versus Chris at that, where I just blew out, blew him out of the water with the super heavy list. Like, I guess what I'm saying is all my favorite games are the ones I do with the high level tournaments because they're just so, and they're all close. They're all close. They're all, well, Sorry, Chris, but that game wasn't close. That was that was thirty five to nothing. <laughs> that that was tournament Josh turning back on after okay. that rough day. Yeah. <laughs> right, but that yeah, that was a turning point game. That's that, true. yeah, that was a turning point. But I do like the. This is how much fun I have at tournaments, and this is why I go to tournaments to have those games where I think about the entire rest of the year. On mm-hmm. everything I do, comes down to like one or two dice rolls or coin flips, and it's just. How am I going to react from this? How am I going to go to the next part? It's very thematic. It's very story-like. And it's, it's, what I, it's, it's what I hold on to for the rest of the year. But I'd like to say that all of my games I did this year were great. Except like those few that I mentioned that I really wouldn't do again. But we won't go over <laughs> those. Uh, what is something that you like grew on as a Battletech person? Um, some somewhere that you improved your skill level or expertise in the hobby. I, I'll go first. I did substantially better at Southern Assault this year than I did last <laughs> year, tactically, like way, way, way better. So I was, I'm pretty chuffed with that. Uh, that's it. <laughs> I fought your list, and I was like, "Holy crap! I'm going to get my butt kicked this year." <sighs> I'm, I'm I don't very know glad how that... I could top that list. <laughs> I, I do think I it's funny that you took stuff that other people were taking that they knew were good. So that like kind of that reinforced in your and my mind that you had really like surpassed yourself as a list builder just in, in that part of it. Yeah, I definitely had a better idea going in. Definitely played tactically better. All the it was just. Yeah, I the second time you do anything, I feel like you do f- like easily. 50% better. And that was, that was this year for me. So it's all down here from here or all downhill from here. So <laughs> what about it's you, Denim? Uh, for me, I, I think it's organization in general. Um, looking back to when I did the missions a few years ago uh, and compare that to how I approach it now. I mean, I come in with packets, like pre-printed packets for anybody, anybody who's going to be helping uh, run any of the, the campaign missions on the other tables. Um, I have I have all the dice already partitioned out. You know, people come in and the tables are already set up with the maps and, and everything's just right. Um, I have the, the minis already already pulled out and, and separated. 
So I, I think just the level of organization has really improved this year over previous years. But I would say it's also because I did it like 50 something times <laughs> this Practice. year. <laughs> yeah. Practice makes perfect. You became efficient at playing yes. Battletech. I, I became efficient efficient at setting up Battletech to play. Yes. But I definitely think that's really... Hmm, you can really see the fruits of that labor just in how much the Battletech community locally has grown from you oh, being yeah. it has. the foundation for that. Like, people think, come in and they see, like, all these Battletech, and they're like, hey, I'd like to try this. And you're like, I have a pre-done setup just for this scenario i have mechs i have dice i have sheets i have you are ready like they were like do you yep. have 30 minutes and they're like yeah and they're like cool i can do this in 30 minutes and here's yep. all the thing and i have one minute for setting up time yep i have i have a folder that has that has pre-printed missions with pre-printed mechs that i could just grab you know what kind of mission do you want to do and i just pull the you know from the the little separator of that folder and throw it down and I'm just ready to go. Pop out a map, grab a mech, and I already know which mechs. So, yes, yeah, super efficient. And yeah, you're right. It has grown a lot. At the beginning of this year, I would say it would be it would be uh, impressive if we got six to eight people showing up. And recently, we've had over 27. So it's mm. it's a lot. It's a big increase. Nice. I think they see that you know. I hope that my joy of this game is infectious to other people. And if, if uh, being organized and, and pre-planning uh, shows that, I'm, I'm happy to do that to, to get them even a little bit as excited about it as I am. I apparently wrote list building, but I don't feel like that's what I improved on this year. What did you improve on this I year? I don't know anymore. So list building? maybe that's why I wrote it because I couldn't think of anything else, but I feel like I've always wrote really good list and I've always played really good list. Like I, I don't want to say my battle tech, you know, playability has increased, but maybe it has. Maybe. I mean, this was 2021 did one tournament, 2022 did three tournaments. Three. Yeah. Yeah. That's like guys, existential crisis. What did I improve on as a battle tech player? I was going to say your tolerance of other players, but maybe not. <laughs> I'd actually say it went down this year. Like, I'm going to be down. honest. Um, <laughs> I think because I realized my time frame in playing has gone down. Like, I've, I have less availability to just go out and play, especially in a post-COVID world where, you know, my time is not as free. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just hang out at a game store, either for my responsibilities or whatever, that yeah, my tolerance for like, oh, well, I I misinterpreted. I thought you meant next Tuesday and stuff has actually gone down. I became a more volatile player. Man, this has got to be cut. <laughs> Josh, I'm breaking down. This is a patron episode. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I've improved. Yeah, you don't have to have a thing. I mean, I would like to. It's my segment. Buying... <laughs> <laughs> I've improved my spending limits. Um, you've improved your, well, you've lengthened the average time of your podcast. I think what I'll say for the way I've improved as a hobbyist is just 
a little bit everywhere. Like I know it's the cop out answer, but it is, but but it, it works. But I've gotten a little bit better at playing think the problem is for like playing classic games locally, I I almost want to say I like to lose because I will take weird stuff more often and learn how to use it on the table. So I'll lose a lot of those first pickup games. But this year I kind of strive myself to do more of the competitive like okay build a list build a good list and play it well and i feel Mm -hmm. like i did that i like retain more rules and was planning a few more turns out than i normally do mentally rather than just reacting i'm planning and committing to a plan i think for painting i decided i would do more of the showpiece quality tabletop standard Mm -hmm. and just be be happy to take it out like i know we talked with mike and dan like yeah seal your models and i'm like no i'm just (laughs) and i'm just i i know battletech's a little different because your models don't get jammed into a thing so they don't get damaged as much so using Mm -hmm. those nice painted models is nice i think i've gotten better at editing i can edit faster now i can listen at two times speed and hear what people are saying (laughs) ah yeah no that's a big deal i feel like that's like the uh what is it jade falcon like uh, battle talk like when they're just squawking yes. and it's like no <laughs> the, the computer just compresses what they're saying to two times speed and it plays it and it's like and they're like what what are they saying commander and the clanner in the back's like oh yeah no johnny needs another ton of srm ammo he's out <laughs> um that's actually been kind of funny to see myself progress through that because editing because editing takes so much of my hobby focus yeah like but, yeah you know practice all that practice it's bound to make some improvements yeah. and for painting wise being more comfortable with showing my progress in painting rather than just a finished model i have a problem with that myself i i do not like showing somebody, works in progress i feel somebody was I, talking about yeah. uh people posting whips of mm-hmm. like a primed black model with like one arm perfectly done. <laughs> like that's not a whip. Come on. That's just a fifth of a finished model. <laughs> uh, yeah. Post your whips. See the, see how the sausage is made. Yeah. I'm not by I'm whip. Not you mean work in all. progress. Not. <laughs> yes. That's right. Not your car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I'm going to go with a little bit of everything. A little bit better playing, a little bit better list building, a little bit better planning and editing and a little bit better just overall enjoying battle tech Ooh, Ooh, that's a good one to have i'm taking some pleasure away from you know the hobby it's not a job it's a hobby Mm -hmm. it's important that is important that's the takeaway part of this episode yeah all right uh and now for my favorite part is goals for 2023 we've had 2022 but what about what we want from 2023 because we're a weekend what do we want what do we want from this year uh, i got my notes written so i can go first <laughs> cool i have a very specific goal in mind this is like actually my uh what do people call them no he's talking about the the resolutions resolution my resolution is it's not really resolution. it's it's to paint i am not allowing myself to buy not a one miniature until all of my unpainted crap is either painted or gotten rid of sold on ebay yeah i have 130 ish (laughs) oh my god plus or minus 
somewhere between in the shrink wrap, that's only like 20, 25 models, to something in between. So I've got a lot of work to do. Are you? Um, are you? Do you swear to me, Denim, and every listener who hears yep. this that you will not purchase another model until another all model. those 133 mechs, uh-huh. miniatures, and models are either not present or done? <laughs> yes, I promise. It, yeah, I, I get have. To see, I get to see him just, just, just pouring it in the trash can, and, and then yeah. the, the garbage truck just drives I, is, away, and then he goes and buys one. It has to be. It has to. It has to be done or out one or the other. Um, I have been shopping for game mats because technically buying a game mat is not another miniature. So <laughs> you don't and have I'm to like, paint it. Where's a lawyer I... when I need one? Yeah, with right. This loop hobby loophole. <laughs> hobby loophole. Also, does printing terrain count? I think it does. So <laughs> I've, I've, I'm planning my centerpiece because I have my 40k imperial terrain like pretty much done, but I need a centerpiece like building ruined building so i'm planning that but i can't i can't print it i gotta finish them all i did 60 i painted 60 models in 2022 can i do 130 in 2023 let's hope so no can you do them to your normal level i'm gonna have to make some compromises that's for sure um i mean i'm already making some some i'm cutting i'm getting the last 10 percent of my normal standard takes 50 percent of the time Oh, it yeah. looks that it looks the damn same on the table. <laughs> like I have so I have a squad. It does of not. No, it doesn't because it doesn't look the same on the table where there's people who are good painters looking at it. Oh, of course, yeah. But if you, I have this squad of Necron warriors, and half of them are painted to my finish standard, and half are just like really rough, not really blended at all. And when you're standing five feet away, you can't tell the difference. So. I got to do it. I got to do it. Um, I also want to game more in 2023. That's a wish. We'll see if I can um, actually get it done. I'm working on a a war game, um, which is the main point of this war game is that it would be something my wife wants to play with me. So it's cooperative. Um, It is like, are you 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 saying like creating a war game from scratch? Yeah. Yeah. Like you are designing your own game. Yeah. Man, man who has played war games for three years decides to design his own. <laughs> That's right. We're going to do it. Uh, man yeah, who, I'm not saying it's... Sorry, I'm, I'm going to expand on that. Man who has only eaten Italian and some Greek food decides I'm going to invent Asian <laughs> food. That's right. As long as it's the kind that my wife will, you know, eat. Um, that's the whole point of this is, is I want to try to make something that... So uh, there's only... I have some guiding principles finished. And the core combat resolution mechanic kind of hammered out but that's that's it does, so far it's does it. your wife know you're doing this yeah yeah she play okay. tested the combat resolution mechanic she has to play test it because she's the one that has to want to play it with me right no i was just making yeah. sure you weren't doing this as a surprise for her because oh, oh god, god. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not hey you say it but i went from literally never modeling a model before and then i created my own fleet of 15 miniatures for a billion suns that that, that is true yeah don't threaten me I mean, with a good time that's right <laughs> uh what else do i have on here oh yeah <laughs> my final goals for 2023 are to play a billion suns in person <laughs> we're going on year three uh i want to play gamma wolves in person and i i want to play steel rift too so i know somebody who's got some steel rift minis I do. They're on my desk. I 
I I can't assemble things that I get in one year. I have to wait for the next for the year to roll over. Like I'm okay. a year behind right. in my assembly to purchasing. It's why I did my last you know purchases of 2022 so I could use them in 2023. Mm. I gamed yeah. the system, p people. Oh oh yeah, I was I was printing a demon prince on the 31st because I was like, this is the last model I can make. <laughs> slash print slash buy before I'm not allowed to do anything else next year. So uh, that 2023, those are my goals. How about you guys? Nice. Who wants to go? Well, yeah, I can go. Yeah. 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 So um, I, I am not Dustin. I, I have <laughs> almost 200 unpainted mechs and I am fine with buying more. I will buy more all day long. Kickstarter is coming out this year. Yeah, exactly. I will buy so much more. Um, I will leave these models to my kids to paint after I die. <laughs> Do you write in the will that they have to paint them to get the mechs? Like they have to paint oh. one to get one? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Maybe just like, nah, don't care. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, that an estate lawyer is listening to this like, oh my God, these people are oh masochist. <laughs> However, I, in my goals for 2023, 2023, it's hard mm-hmm. to say. It is. 2023. I, I do plan on upgrading my airbrush and using it a lot more. So maybe I will get a lot more mechs painted, um, at least, at least table ready paint so that they look better at our campaign games. So that is a big goal of mine. And, um, on top of that, uh, in, and in relation to my organization, I would like to have um, more 3D terrain for the maps we have at the store mm. and organized into discrete boxes. So if you pull out a battle mat, you can go and pull out the boxes that are labeled for that battle mat, and then you could just set up the 3D terrain. You don't have to go searching for anything, and then you just put it all back in the box. And and I think that would be... Because everybody loves when we pull out the 3D terrain maps that we've got set up at the store already. And it's kind of sad when you know one table has got two awesome maps and then the rest just have the paper <laughs> definitely feels like so. you know someone's the uh the black sheep you know <laughs> gamer it's like denim's running one table and it's got you know 3d everything and, and i'm like oh which table am i running and you point at one and it's like oh thanks the all flat one i see all love and care yeah, and goes to denham exactly i want to i want to uh i want to alleviate some of that by by making it so that everyone can have cool 3D terrain. You can run the paper map. <laughs> well, I could, but uh, I got there first. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you paint the terrain, you get to play the terrain. Okay. On the uh the last thing that I've got for 2023 is that I would actually like to um try to get more YouTube content created just for funsies. Uh it's one of those things that I've always wanted to do. Uh I know we've talked about doing that a bit. But, um, I mean, I've got all the cameras, I've got the setup, uh, we've got even a place at the store that, that looks nice and has, and has the right lighting setups for it. So it's just something that I would like to try to do in 2023. Yeah. Try it out. I think those are all reasonable goals for you. Learn by doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to promise I'm going to good YouTube content in 2023. That might be a 2024 goal, (laughs) but I would like to start in 2023. So yeah, that's my goals. Okay. Josh? Oh, man. You know, it's weird when you write the, what are your hobby goals for 2023? And you you struggle to think about what your goals are. 
like it's my goal survive like <laughs> the, the halo like just just survive that's, that's all i want to survive <laughs> um start a good podcast yeah, yeah no it's like goal. i need to start another BattleTech podcast that's what i need to do <laughs> i know for painting my goal is it's a new year it's a new faction i need to stop painting white and i need to stop giving myself <laughs> very diff I, I think that's my problem is i give myself difficult painting goals like faction wise like i i am instinctively drawn to something that is difficult and painful and hard which has created painting to not be hobby fun is hobby punishment thus generating the term hate painting yeah which is josh sitting down for like eight hours and getting it done and it looks great and all every second of every brush stroke is him just screaming (laughs) we lock him in a room a soundproof room (laughs) he comes out with a painted mech like comms, painting white with Comstar, it's not fun. It's not easy. It looks great. Not yeah. something you, the average person can do and do well. Painting sea foxes, yeah, everyone can paint sea foxes. Not everyone needs to pick the water effect, you know, diffraction gradient right. sea fox. It's like, why? Why did I do those? So because no one else would. I mean, that is part of it. It's like if you can't be the best, you at least be the best looking. I think that's the opposite of the red green show. If women don't find you handsome, they'll at least find you handy. Except then Dustin, you know, comes out of nowhere. He's like, nah, man, that's me now. (laughs) So I want to I want to be okay with painting factions that just look more standard, like Karita red, Mm. Davian green. There are too many mechs to make every single one of them a work of art and be able to paint all the ones that have come out. It's true. I mean, it's truly true. You've got, there's like what? 300 some plastic mechs. That's there's one. That's one a day. Someone out there can do it. It ain't going to be me, but someone can right. do it. Being okay with painting, not super unique factions and just committing to like a faction. That's just, you know, there like, I'm not a. I don't choose the factions for the lore. I think I choose them for how painful their paint jobs are. Yeah, mm. that sounds that sounds like a Josh thing for sure. <laughs> All right, uh, for gaming, I'd like to do more competitive light games. Like, I think that was something that we started with the Escalation League, where it was like bring your best stuff and you got to play it as best as you can because mm-hmm. there is a you know risk reward like you get rewards to do more things next game so there was a yeah. reason to do well at those i'd like to do more where i'm kind of flexing my hobbies my competitive gaming skills and learning more because you don't learn unless you play yeah i really liked the escalation format a whole lot yeah but I got a couple games in, and the ones I got in were fun. Um, you can ask some of our, our Discord uh, members who I got to play against. Um, so that's my thing. It's like I can build lists by myself as long as I want, but actually running them on the table, that's a harder time. I think I might expand more into like the Mega Mech thing. Like I know MRC does the Mega Mech tournaments, and they have a lot more like regular Mega Mech play. And I think that's a place that I might be able to do more at that and get more games in. It's certainly easier than getting to the physical store, you know, it's just, and I got, 
plenty of memory on the server. I can add as many instances as we need. So the more people playing, uh, I can handle it. For like the podcast stuff, I I want to say I want to create more content for the listeners. Dude, I think we need to do more After Dark episodes. Those things oh, are I, so I much I know fun I need to do. do more After Dark episodes. That's that's the easy answer, but it's like, it's always the hard thing of balance. Balance, don't make it a job, keep it a hobby, keep it fun. Of course. And it's like, yeah. yep. I, I don't know where that line is, and I'm very scared to cross it, because it's like, I see mm-hmm. the podcast that do like every week episodes, and I'm like, oh man, I could do every week, and it's like, that's a lot. That's a lot. Ooh. And it's like, okay, where where do I suffer in the like does the content get less quality and like then you're like I, I think your wife needs to be a part of those decisions. Exa- yeah, well. no, it's 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 not just me. Like I can't spend every hour every day editing the podcast. I could get someone to edit it. Would it be edited well, that's the what way interns I like? are for? Yeah, no. And you know, they get eaten by trachezoi half the time. So they do. They do. Um <laughs> I don't want to announce it now, but I, I do have like the secret project that I mm. that I'm okay exciting. throwing into the wild, and if it succeeds or what's what is it? The secret. He project? just said he wasn't going to say what it is. Oh, okay. Oh, it's secret. All right. All right. <laughs> and it's a secret. I need to be more comfortable with like just trying things like that because mm-hmm. at least with the podcast, I'm kind of a perfectionist, and okay, it has to sound right, has to be right, so I am fearful of trying new things where i don't know how Mm. it will be received right so letting myself go on some stuff like that yeah to make more content that's more fun baby steps baby steps so all of my goals are a lot more existential than your guys but you know (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's that kind of 2023 then (laughs) introspection (laughs) all right so that's me for 2023 um, any other thoughts you guys have for 2023? I'm I'm super happy the podcast has made it this long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, start of the year is always our anniversary, so it's yeah, we're right. going on year three. Here's I know to another year. I'm excited. We got and uh, we still have so many things to talk about. So many things, and fan um, and listeners, we would love to hear what your hobby goals for 2023 are. Love to read it. Love to see what's going to keep you motivated. And if we like it, we might list them all on air. All right, MechWarriors. From all of us at the Mech Bay Podcast, wishing you more 12s, more mechs, more sea bills and salvage. 